Welcome fans new and old to LGA, the podcast that is lit gaming arena. For all of you who don't know, we talk about all things games. And this is a special Dark Carnival edition with Juggalo Justin. Hey guys, I got my Fago. What's up? And Juggalo Marcus over here. I'm also maybe drinking Fago, but probably not. Yeah, Fago's actually gross. <laughs> Let's get to it! <laughs> Disclaimer: We are not, uh, we're not juggalos. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I you you're pretty much made of uh, hatchet man tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's a special episode. Every every episode's a special episode, but this one's extra special because this is episode Ben Ten. <laughs> <laughs> and we are sans one frost. Yeah, we are minus a person. So she's is. she's sick with with the cancer. It is just Justin the knobs or Juggalo Justin. She was just so repulsed that we wanted to do the Juggalo thing that she she quit the podcast. A, a Juggalo opening <laughs> to cringe everybody out. But um, unless you're a real Juggalo, then we appreciate you. <laughs> but this being our tenth episode, I mean, so we've been. At this for two and a half months now. We started right at the very end of November, but the first episode actually released the beginning of December, and I, I want some feedback. I want feedback too. I, I'm beginning. I I get some feedback here and there, and and I appreciate the feedback I do get, but most of it is the fact that our audio sounds really good. I think we have a light-hearted take on <laughs> games. But I just, I, I, I kind of want to know, are, are we, we're getting downloads and some, I know people are listening, but tell us, what do you think? What, what works with the podcast? What doesn't work? Please email us. We'll read your email. Well, I actually, I haven't, I don't we know. We won't eat, read your email. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what email I want to use for this podcast yet. Cause I don't have. Have them email us. I, I DM me on Twitter. <laughs> DM him on Twitter and we'll read your tweet. Like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The only reason. I don't have a specific because we have like in they we have an email for lit gaming for social media, but I don't know if I want to just like start pouring all the podcast emails into that. Yeah. And since we're using like G apps, I don't want to just use a Gmail address. All right. But we gotta pay for um we have to pay for the more email address we have with G apps the more we have to pay. So we will read uh people's comments on the cast if they yeah, want. Just comment anywhere, message me on Twitter or Instagram or we Facebook will, or we'll answer any weird questions. Yeah. We'll I, make Frost answer weird questions <laughs> and we'll sit back and not answer but them. We just wanna our, we just wanna know what works with the podcast, what doesn't work, if you if there's things you don't like, things that we maybe need to change. I mean I'm I'm segments more than, you want. Yeah, I'm I'm more than willing to talk to anybody who messages me because I live on the internet. That's where I am all the time. If you've ever, if you've seen any of our social media, I mean, sans Facebook because Facebook is a lot harder because it, I post stuff on the page, but it's not being, it doesn't get seen by anybody because it's the way Facebook works. You got to have the fans first in order for Facebook to matter. Um, but I mean, Twitter, we're out there on Twitter. I'm constantly posting stuff on Instagram now. So it sucks up all my life, and ironically, 
I host this video game podcast and the social media takes away all the time from playing video games. Yeah, I mean, I feel you on that too. I mean, being here and recording some of the stuff, I don't get as much time to play certain games. It's kind of ironic. It's like, yeah, so... I, I'm doing this video game podcast, but I'm doing social media and, and editing podcasts <laughs> and not playing video games. Trying to inform everybody about the games. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that's why the news is probably my biggest segment for this podcast because there's always tons of news and I try to get like all the relevant stuff out there so whoever is listening can just tune into the podcast once a week instead of, I mean... This week alone, there was over a thousand articles just on like the few places I subscribe to. And I went through every single one of them. Try and get everybody the hottest news. Yeah, all the important stuff. freshest news. We try to get the stuff that matters and try to weed out the fluff that doesn't matter as much. We're giving you a curated experience of news. Game news. Video games. Not always game news. Hot, fresh video games. Tech news. Sometimes tech news. um, Sometimes cell phone stuff. Whenever it's relevant. Whatever. Anything exceptional. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of exceptional things, uh, there was a surprise release that we didn't get to last time because we're going to talk about, uh, going to start this off talking about some free games that were missed uh, and surprise release that is also a free game, Apex Legends. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Surprise dropped on all of us. A new game from Respawn who makes Titanfall and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's doing good. It's, yeah, it got a million players real early and now apparently is at 10 million players and has 1 million concurrent players. Yeah, and that's honestly one of the first like releases that like it really excited me when I saw that because I was just like, this came out of so far left field. Nobody knew it was happening. Obviously, there was a few leaks over the weekend of of what was happening with the game, but not everybody had the full picture um, but then that Tuesday they just dropped the trailer and all the information on the game, and then they were like, "Surprise! It's out." I mean, they they basically did what Half Life Three would have needed to do. I mean, it's out and it's free. Like, yeah, wh- what a what a giant drop! And uh, this game is a battle royale game. Uh, but you're there's a twist because there's always a twist. But you're in teams of three and you always got to have your your different flavor of uh, battle royale to make yourself unique now yeah and it's like a hero shooter but i think the best part of news and actually why i checked this out more so is this does take place in the titanfall universe it's 30 years after the events of titanfall 2 wow that's you're in an area called the outlands and it's you participate in a blood sport that's similar to the Hunger Games, basically. So if this happened 30 years after Titanfall 2, what happened to the Titans? Remember they, the Titans. Do they remember them? That's what I was going <laughs> to ask. Do they remember them? Well, I don't know, because the Respawn is working on another game, which is supposedly not Titanfall, because um, this obviously wasn't Titanfall. Yeah. And supposedly that game is due 2019. Now we were I was kind of mauling my brain over what this could be because then I was like, well, are they going to maybe roll Titans into Apex, which I guess that's still possible, but uh, or maybe do a Titan uh, battle royale game. But, you know, I completely spaced that response working on a Star Wars game. So it's probably that. Hopefully it's that because we need a bet. We need a good Star Wars game. Is that also going to come out like this? They're just going to be like just trailer this boom. It's out and it's free. <laughs> and also, is 
is it gonna have titans in it? <laughs> no. Oh man. Um I don't know. I, Star Wars spaceships at least. The other question I have is with it being thirty years after Titanfall, how come there's no wall running in it? That People just, forgot how to do that. They forgot. It. Thirty well, years later, we forgot how to wall run. Th- there are hero classes, and I haven't had a chance to check them all out. But one of them has like a rope, so that's similar to Titanfall. Yeah, you obviously, got a zip line. Yeah, and like, so maybe one of the classes has wall running, and I just haven't bumped into it because I've only had time to really check out uh, the tutorial, which only lets you check out one class. At least when I yeah. was in the tutorial, which was kind of a medic class. Yeah, I really like the concept. I mean, really. Bringing out the the heroes and kind of uh, like loadout type mm-hmm. shooters and hero based shooters combined into a battle royale. I really like that idea a lot. Well, I like that it's teams and I like that it's small teams like teams of three because that yeah. seems when it's teams of I, I like teams of six, but it's hard for me as a person to know that many people or get yeah. that many people close. So a team of three exactly. is more practical. So how many, how many people per match is this? I'm not sure. I, I think it was because uh, the rumors I saw were like sixty, but I let me see. Obviously, I haven't it's, played uh, it. So nineteen other teams, <clears throat> nineteen. So a total of fifty-seven other players. Okay. What I heard is that they basically got together and decided to just take these, like take take what they were working on at that moment in time, which was just a shoot. Like they already have shooter games, so they they know what they're doing in that aspect. But then they were just like, let's put the biggest map together we can possibly put together and just and fit as many players as we possibly can into this map and basically this is what happened so just to clarify it's 57 other players so that is 60 players okay so it is 20 20 teams technically okay so i like that because i was like i was wondering like what are the team sizes is it looking to be like six teams of 10 or see i thought crazy i thought uh i thought 10 teams of six 10 teams of six is what i thought or or even twelve teams of five, and I was like, I was like wondering about the combinations, but I really like the idea of the three because right? it's not quite duos and it's not just four I, players. I'm it's, always big on three, like uh, Smite, which is another MOBA game that I play. Uh, they have a Joust mode, and that's a three-player mode, and I play that a lot. Yeah, and honest, and since since there's um since there's different classes, you can choose your different play style like in a MOBA style game where there's everyone every hero has their own kind of what works well together yeah Yeah, and I'm probably gonna play a tank because that's kind of always my go-to and as much as I hate MOBAs I do love really good shooters and this looks like you move fast and and not just really good shooters but really good sci-fi shooters and this looks exactly like right up my alley and uh, being a Halo player and like a Quake player and uh unreal tournament player from days of old like this looks what i like what i want in a shooter and graphically it's strangely the i didn't think the trailer really showcased the graphics very well this doesn't look like titanfall really which is kind of another reason why it's weird that it's in the titanfall verse but uh it's more comic-y than i was expecting oh yeah it's actually where i want the uh borderlands to look i want borderlands to look more like this yeah (laughs) it's like a perfect borderland style yeah it does seem seem a lot like that and that's the first thing i thought when i saw the trailer i was like is this like a borderlands type game or and and this is available on xbox one pc ps4 already but no cross play yet 
Probably. No, no switch. And yeah, they said although crossplay is unavailable at launch, respawn told this coming this article coming from Eurogamer. Uh, it plans to allow players to play with their friends on other platforms. Crossplay progression and cross purchases, however, or will never be possible in Apex Legends due to the way a systems were set up early on. Oh, okay, so basically, PlayStation's being. <laughs> It's it's got to be PlayStation. Yeah, but at least eventually it sounds like crossplay will be added, like just not cross account. Okay. And and that's I'm fine with that. If if account progressions locked, it's like I'm probably only going to stick to whatever platform I'm playing on or have kind of one place that's my home place that I play. Yeah. And I can just uh it, it like I just want crossplay so I can team up with people on PC or on Xbox and not have to worry about like, oh, we have to play on the same platform, but it sounds like that's at least a common. Yeah, like me being an Xbox guy and you being a PlayStation guy. <laughs> well, and one of my other friends being primarily PC. <laughs> so all three. Yeah. We need all three. <laughs> we can unite. I and I I think visually this isn't uh like I, I don't know, maybe the on the back end it's more taxing because you have so many players and all that but i would like to see this on switch i would lo- i think that would put them over the top personally yeah if this, well, totally if this goes to switch and then obviously making the tech and all the shit to put it on switch would make it probably portable to tablets and ios and various other devices that they would need to really topple something like Fortnite or i i, I know i mentioned this to you before the cast but for our listeners uh I don't really see this as necessarily being the Fortnite killer. I see this as the PUBG killer. This yeah, is the, it's going to wreck PUBG. And it's pulling player because I think it also has an edge being a hero shooter of some kind that Overwatch is kind of on the downturn and this being a hero shooter and Battle Royale that I think Overwatch players are going to flock to this too. Yeah. Well, on top of that, I mean, PUBG, yeah, it's kind of on its downturn, but it is still the biggest like worldwide outside the US. It's just Fortnite is the big in the US. Yeah. But PUBG's still big well, worldwide. Something that's gonna tip this though, I think in odds, uh, especially on the global scale, this has a better setup to be uh, an esport because oh, it's yeah. teams of three. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's got all the esports potential you need. Yeah. And they were definitely smart to go that route because it's hard to I mean you you drop hundred people into Fortnite and be like, oh, we'll do a tournament with Fortnite. <laughs> you got to have a hundred people yeah, Fortnite, in, in, per match. Fortnite and PUBG are struggling on the, and on the, that front. Yeah. And I, I know they do have teams in Fortnite and stuff. So it's, it, but this being set up from the get go where it is just, you get three people all together and that way you can basically have teams or someone who owns teams could even have multiple like teams underneath them to run in the tournaments and stuff. So I I think this game will has a potential to be huge with esports. Yeah, I mean and that that may push them over the top. I think uh anybody they're pulling away from something like an Overwatch or a uh or a PUBG or even a Fortnite, I think the target demographic for this game is the older high school kids and like 20 to 30 year olds is probably yeah. the target demographic and once again that's kind of the esports group of people yeah and honestly i kind of i hope that they partner with valve for the esports stuff because valve already does a really good job with the dota 2 stuff Hmm. well i mean unfortunately it's ea so they might yeah make their own yeah yeah, it's hard to say this seems like the best thing ea has ever done well and unfortunately me saying that i feel strips some of the uh 
like pats on the back, I guess, for or accolades that you might give to Respawn because <laughs> like it's owned by EA. Yeah, Re- yeah, Respawn seems like they did a hell of a job. This game plays like like Titanfall. It yeah. just doesn't have the wall running. So yeah, and I know it's it's hilarious that a lot of people I've seen people <laughs> someone shared I've seen people complain about oh I'm there's it's not Titanfall I want to play Titanfall but then this game comes out and they're like well that's EA I'm not gonna play it. So it's like, well, you were going to play Titanfall and this is free. (laughs) Yeah, this this is is, free. Yeah, there's you don't there's nothing at stake here. There there (laughs) is obviously in-game stuff to buy because they need to monetize it somehow. Um, And it seems like it has like I I haven't really dug deep into it yet since it's so new, but it looked like the stuff is mostly cosmetic stuff. Yeah, and that seems to be the case with most of these types of games. Um, Hopefully they it seems like the most successful route seems to be like the the seasons like how what Fortnite is doing and now rocket league has adopted that same model i think they're gonna do that too on this mm-hmm. it, i i i wonder if ea was maybe uh, a little reserved on rolling out a lot of uh long-term stuff for this yeah because they didn't know they, how well it was yeah, gonna do you know but now it's like you see how well it's gonna do so hopefully they put more people on it to keep it going in the keep direction it it's add titans <laughs> add titans yeah, a battle royale titan mode, or maybe like maybe if your team is on a kill streak of some kind, like maybe you've taken out a few other teams, you can summon a titan <laughs> for your team. You'll have like one titan that you can put somebody to pilot, and then the two other people can like help help the Support. titan. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. I think that they should go that route. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta unearth the titans from thirty years ago that don't exist anymore. I, I, I don't know. This game looks really cool. I'm excited to play it, which is more than I can say about most competitive like online shooters. It's more than I can say about an, another upcoming shooter game. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, moving on from that, it just that that was really big news this week, and we definitely needed to touch on it. It kind of ambushed us, and we didn't get a talk. Yeah, last week at all. So we ambushed you. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't talk about the other new games that are coming out so, first. We had to talk about that game first. So, so what other what other stuff's coming out? So the free games on Twitch that we didn't get a mention last time because that episode was recorded a little early. Uh, but the free Twitch games for February are the Flame in the Flood, Drachneck and Co. Puzzle Collection, Downwell, Dear Esther Landmark Edition. So they, Twitch seems to give away some pretty good free games. I'm not going to lie. They give away pretty decent indie games. So. so get that Twitch Prime to get those games. And then once again, we're going to, I mean, I'm mentioning this for other reasons, but uh free Epic game store game is once again, Axiom Verge. It's available yep. today as of the recording, which is the seventh, but it will be available, <laughs> but uh, it's broken it's, a little bit. Yeah. Currently broken because the developer, when he uploaded it to their storefront, he deleted S- steam files like that had steam in it. And uh, yeah, some of those files were important. <laughs> so he needs to Four add those more. back in and get a fresh upload. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it's probably even fixed as I'm speaking, but it just was a funny thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then now moving on to new games, the week of February 10th to February 16th. Yeah. February 11th, darkest hour for the switch. February 12th, Con Arlem. <laughs> It's Con Arlem. No, Con, Con Arlem. Con, it's a so weird Nicholas name. Cage is in this one? I hope so. It's for <laughs> Xbox and PS4. You have Descent for Xbox, PS4. Um, on the... And this on the on this is listed on the twelfth through via. I'm getting these from Metacritic, but uh, 
Jump Force, and I put an asterisk by that because it is coming on the 12th if you have the like big box premium edition, um, but otherwise it's coming out on the 15th. So it did one of those like three-day early things that games are doing, but that is Jump Force is coming to Xbox, PS4, and PC. So technically on the 15th, but listed on the 12th. So that Descent, that took me by surprise there. I did not actually know that they were make rebooting descent oh i didn't know it was a i didn't know it was ever a thing that's that's this is that descent weird days of old descent where the arrow keys control the direction of your whoa (laughs) this is i mean i'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this podcast have never even heard of the original games because i played them on like a Windows, or i played them on a macintosh that we had in 1995 wow those those were some I fucking loved those games. <laughs> I might actually pick this up now. I didn't know that I I learned something on my own podcast <laughs> today. Always good, always good when that happens. So then we have the Kingsbird, which that this game's already on PC, but it's coming to Xbox, PS4, and Switch. The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. This game looks really cool. Uh and it's coming to PS4 and Switch. Uh Hacky Zack, PS4. Uh <laughs> Minesweeper Genius to Switch. Then February 13th, you have Iron Cryptical coming to Switch. February 14th, Degrees of Separation, Xbox, PS4, Switch. Uh, Code Realize is Wintertide Miracles, PS4, and Vita. Look at that, a Vita release. The one game this year. (laughs) Tokyo School Life, Switch. Ollie Ollie Switch Stance, Switch. (laughs) Love, Switch. Uh, Nico Opara, Volume 2 for Switch. Strikey Sisters Switch, Ghoul Boy Switch, Cinders Switch, uh, Space War Arena Switch, Love Hero Switch, and Civ 6 Gathering Storm Expansion for PC. Hey, yeah. a real game. Well, a real <laughs> expansion. <laughs> I just put it in here, even though it's not a full game, but expansion, well, pe- no, that's noteworthy. People care about civilization. And then February 15th. This is a big day. A lot of big games coming out on February 15th. Oh god. Crackdown 3 for Xbox and PC. Oh boy. Metro Exodus for Xbox, PS4 and PC. And Hacky Zack coming to Xbox <laughs> on that day. That might be a little <laughs> overshadowed. Dreamworks Dragons Dawn of New Riders, Xbox, PS4, Switch and PC. Far Cry New Dawn, Xbox, PS4, PC. Uh Rim 9000 for PS4 and Space Lift Danger Panic for Switch. <laughs> <laughs> space lift danger panic yeah i mean a lot of weird names for indie games but that's to be expected yeah. they got to stay unique they're kind of like uh emo music or emo <laughs> bands how punk like, rock like panic at the disco i always think of where like really long names like yeah i wrestle well, a better like once how pan- <laughs> there's an exclamation point after panic yeah so panic and that's at the disco <laughs> Always weird things. So, Justin, you you play anything? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I, I like I said, the social media stuff and editing this last week took up all my time. And the 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 times I was planning on playing stuff got uh, we had other plans, so it so didn't you, didn't work out for me. So yeah, the what you playing section is going to be a little thin. Uh, I was going <laughs> to bounce off of Frost because both me and her have been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. She has finished Kingdom Hearts and is still doing some extra stuff, but we, yeah, we don't so we don't get a chance to have some yeah. banter about that. So we'll, we'll get to talk to her more about that next week. But I mean, I we can probably still talk about it a little bit because yeah. I I did watch a little bit. I have a little bit to say still. So 
I have a little bit to say as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. I'm almost at the end. I still have a lot of extra stuff I can do, but the uh, end feels like it takes forever. It, yeah, yeah, like I mean, <laughs> she thought she always. was like, hey, I'm I'm I feel like I'm at the final level or the I'm I'm at the end of the game. So she just started playing it like expecting to finish it she even streamed it and everything she's like i'm gonna finish kingdom hearts tonight and like three hours later still not like i think she had another like four or five hours after that after she stopped playing to to finish it well i'll have plenty of time to finish it this weekend and then hopefully we can we plan to hopefully record some review for that on thursday next week but who knows when that will actually go up but just yeah, we have like have another two episodes on the backlog, so we have a lot to say about that game. I mean, there's That's gonna be a it's a one. legacy. It's gonna have I, that one might be like on prop. That one might be the size of one of these podcasts because it, it's 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 a big game that has been a long time coming. And and just so our listeners know, our review cast, uh, Lit Gaming Arena, GG. Uh, it's so we don't get early like copies of games, so we're usually a little late to the punch on reviewing some stuff. But um, but anymore, a lot of even some publications don't get their hands on the game until release. Yeah, I just if it's anybody like, wants, they should listen to it just to hear uh, if they're interested in a game, maybe just to hear discussion on it. Yeah, it's deeper discussion on whatever games that we played and finished. I mean, we still have like a score on it at the end, what we thought of the game. But it's just a more in-depth discussion where we we talk about it more than we do in this podcast. Just I don't want to just go off about like we'll be here all night mechanics and all <laughs> yeah. that. And we'll be here. We're already here all night, and we'll <laughs> be here even longer because I mean this podcast is I mean regularly is over two hours. So since since you're not gonna be on the review for that i just wanted to plug some questions by you about kingdom hearts so this kingdom hearts mostly has pixar worlds and there there's hercules and that's about the only disney classic kind of world but uh are there any disney type worlds or even pixar worlds you would have liked to have seen in this i i have some choice ones <laughs> yeah i heard you saying cars earlier I would have loved cars. Uh, and I know that scene anyone listening, I do not like cars. I don't I don't like I've never seen those movies and I don't really like them from the outset. But I think Sora as a car or even Donald and Goofy as cars would be cool. I, I almost want to say up, but I feel like that one would have been cliche. Um You the, come into it like The Incredibles would have been a really good one. Oh man, that would that would have been kind of cool. Because then you could have been like a superhero. And I, I also think uh I, I, like Toy Story should have probably been uh, for reasons I'm not going to go into here, but Toy Story should have probably been replaced with Wreck-It Ralph. And I know Wreck-It Ralph's a summon <laughs> in the game, but I, I would have liked a Wreck-It Ralph-verse. Would have been yeah. kind of cool. It'd be Tron-esque, like kind of Tron or just wasn't made too. the Toy Story portion better. And I, <laughs> I, I, it looked nice. I mean, I mean, despite what I said last week about how the game didn't look that great, like I, I will admit the Toy Story one did look nice. The uh, we we kind of discussed this a little bit but diving deeper on that uh strangely pirate toy story pirates and uh and and san francisco look like better than some of the other parts of the game like they look more polished and almost like those were maybe made later than some of the other stuff oh yeah that's i mean to me that's obvious i mean we've been working on the game for so long that like uh, certain areas i think were made later and obviously look a lot better um, some places maybe weren't retextured. 
yeah, full disclosure, I did not see any of the Big Hero Six World. That all happened. Oh well, and that game that well that one world and uh, pirates are strangely super open world. Like pirates, they made whole naval combat. For yeah, them. I did see the pi- some of the pirate stuff, and that looked really good. It, yeah, that looks strangely that, like an me, entirely different game. Yeah, I was like, this isn't even Kingdom Hearts anymore. <laughs> I I really liked that. That was one of my favorite worlds by far. The movement of the ships could have been a little bit better, but it still was. I, I wasn't good. there for like nav- for naval combat. I was more yeah. just caught off guard, being like the whole they made whole boat mechanics for this. Like that's bizarre. Yeah. And and spoiler alert: Sora punches somebody with his fist. <laughs> It doesn't happen like ever. I, I will it, go into depth on that particular <laughs> scene in the GG for that. But yeah, that was that that was a good world. Um but yeah, I think the Incredibles would have been a really good one to have in this game. Um and s- superhero I, stuff. I mentioned this before we started recording, um, but back when I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I always thought it would be fun to have Disney Channel original movies show up because in Kingdom Hearts 2, they introduced the Pirates of the Caribbean. So it got me thinking about, you know, live action stuff. And yeah, like I, I would love to have seen Hocus Pocus probably would was like the number yeah. one that comes to mind. Like a Hocus Pocus world would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I don't know. That would have been. <laughs> I know you you said uh, Xenion, is it? The, Xenon? Yeah, yeah. Xenon. That would have been. That would have been good. But yeah, I would have I would agree with like having Hocus Pocus be in there would have been a, especially nowadays where like Hocus Pocus is synonymous with Halloween where it's just like everybody everybody talks about Hocus Pocus every Halloween. And I'm gonna be a hipster with this. I've been like the Hocus Pocus person during Halloween like for years before that was ever a thing. <laughs> like back when nobody cared about that movie because it was like, oh, that was just a shitty Disney original movie, but now it's like a cult following yeah, it's big cult following and like D- disney obviously owns a lot of other live action properties i know some people wanted star wars stuff i i don't know if i would have been okay with star wars stuff if they if they did include star wars stuff i would have liked to see it in toy story strangely uh yeah like, the star, like wars, star toys. wars toys would have yeah. been kind of cool um or even in that same vein the marvel yeah, toys i was gonna touch on the marvel as well i i mean i do think an avengers world might have been pretty pretty dope but yeah i feel like the avengers or i feel like the marvel acquisition from disney may have came too late for them to it's it's hard to say yeah really uh because this game was developed so strangely um (laughs) and and this being just probably i'm alone in this kingdom uh, hearts (laughs) four i I wanted, like, since I saw the movie, I wanted them to do a Lone Ranger section in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it, like, I really like that movie. I know it's kind of universally panned and obviously, like, uh, criticisms for whitewashing Hollywood, which, I mean, yes, I agree with all of that, but it, that movie's still, like, strangely really action-packed, and I just would have yeah. liked to maybe have something like that in there uh, as much as doubling down on Johnny Depp characters would be a little weird, but... Yeah, just some some worlds I would have liked to have seen that didn't uh, didn't make the cut for some strange reason. Uh, is Wild Wild West is that Disney? Could Wild Wild West have made it? <clears throat> I I don't think that was Disney. Wild Wild West should be. We need more Will Smith. Remember the days when you would look up a title of a movie and Wikipedia would be the first thing on the list. Yeah. And now it's not. It's IMDb. It's not even IMDb. It's all the Google stuff. It's useless. Warner Brothers. 
Wild Wild West is Warner Brothers? Yep. Mm. <clears throat> well, that's a letdown. It just popped up when I had Lone Ranger pulled up. You can edit this part out. Production Peters Entertainment, distributed by Warner Brothers. Critical and commercial disappointment. Grossing $222.1 million against a $170 million budget. Absolute cult classic. It's a good movie. I like I like Wild Wild West. And it was that I think that was the last movie where Will Smith did the soundtrack for the movie he started. But yeah, Lone Ranger would have been good. I I would have really liked that. Um, I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not a Lone Ranger Ranger fan, so I don't really watch the movie. I'm sure you haven't seen the movie. I yeah, I haven't seen the movie because I'm the, not a Lone Ranger fan. Watch the movie. It'll change your mind probably. You think so? I heard that I, I it was thought kind so. of bad. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It's like <laughs> it was poorly reviewed, but when I watched it, I was like, "Damn, there's some great action scenes in here." Like, how would they accomplish that with two movies where the main character is played by Johnny Depp? The, do it. <laughs> On the uh, and like reference it, like you look kind of familiar. It would have been funny. <laughs> I Why mean, do you look, I, I think I've seen you before. Well, they did the Steamboat Willie world and that had to, that that introduced uh, Pete, like another Pete, basically. And they there was a different Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they could have done like, uh, what is it? Uh, that that Kirby game. I mean, not Kirby. Uh, man, I'm mixing things up. Uh, <laughs> that that Mickey Mouse game where with the paintbrush and uh, his Mickey's. Uh, original Mickey, who's like this rabbit guy named Oswald. With the paintbrush. I think I know the uh, Epic Mickey. Yeah, Epic Mickey. Is that Mickey. what you're talking about? Yeah. That's why I said Kirby, because I was thinking Kirby's Epic Yarn. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I've never played Epic Mickey. I heard it was decent. Yeah, but I mean, they could have dumped Oswald in there just as a weird thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just always had, I, I think there's an overabundance of Pixar in this, and there there's a lot of other fun things they could have done. Just and yeah. I'm gonna go real deep in this on <laughs> on GG because I think it's a real funny topic. Deep into the caverns. Deep into uh, our our dream game, our dream fan service Disney game. Yeah, they're 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 going behind my back to record this GG because I'm just gonna be a big poo poo on <laughs> on Kingdom Hearts. Hey, I'm not I'm not perfect. I think I'm the most fair. We're going to have three real interesting opinions because... Well, yeah, sounds like we're going to have a guest on GG this time. Yeah, I think we're going to have... We're going to have a, hopefully... A, a hardcore a pro Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts that's played every every single Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, my uh, my go-to when I have any questions. And <laughs> so real hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan. we got a moderate... A Kingdom Hearts Dictionary Encyclopedia. We'll have the moderate Kingdom Hearts fan which is frost i think yeah and then myself who you're just an everyman f- former hardcore gone uh gone softcore yeah like <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works <laughs> really? so you can you can, you'll find that i might release these i mean i don't release these in any particular order i'll probably prioritize editing the kingdom hearts episode over every other thing we've had recorded already and put this put it out sooner than the other ones because everything else is already just kind of older games this is the most recent game that came out so that will be out a lot sooner than the other ones yeah i think it will be a fun discussion um and other than that i've been playing wargroove quite a bit of wargroove how is wargroove it's Advance Wars. I actually want this team. I I hope Nintendo just sees how strong this game is and yeah. is like 
let's just give them the advanced wars property. Like, let's just hire them to make an advanced wars because that's how good this is. Weren't people like doing some weird things like in the game to create advanced wars within? <laughs> I wouldn't group? doubt it since it's on PC, but I haven't yeah. seen anything like that. But I, I 100% wouldn't doubt it. It, it functions entirely like advanced wars. It does have a more complex like weakness thing than almost any other game. If I was to say this, like, because you have to compare games to other games, but this is a marriage of Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem. It's both those games just slammed together because it's <laughs> your uh, and your character, at least where I'm at, I'm only in uh, Act 2, which I can't imagine there's too many in this, but I'm in Act 2 and uh, you're a female uh, princess and she seems like a badass. I'm really liking this and I, I really like strong female leads so it's it's good and there's just you can uh capture buildings similar to advanced wars it's it that system's a little different because in advanced wars you'd have to stand on a building and then you would cap it so depending on your units would lower the amount of time this you can just capture a building with any set of units but you put them next to it and you send them in to capture it and it'll capture at half of what that unit's health is so Nice. They start at a 10. So obviously when you capture it, it's that building's at a five and that health will on that building will tick up per turn. So five turns out, it will be a 10 health building. Nice. And you can heal with those buildings like your units and it or some of them will be a barracks so you can build other units at them and they give you they attribute to your money that you have to build other units. And there's like dog units. There's cavalry units and spearmen and they each have different functions of how they can get critical strikes sounds like a game i should probably pick up it's fairly (laughs) in-depth and interesting and i mean it's obviously real cheap it's i bought it for 15 bucks on switch which is where i'm playing it but i mean it's also on pc and uh is there a multiplayer on the switch over the internet yeah okay and crossplay so you can play with the pc people nice yep it's pc xbox and switch I think it's not on PS4. I think the only reason it's not on PS4 is because the whole crossplay thing is like in like just a mess over there. So can this be played asynchronously? Yeah. I think I should probably pick this up and then I can play with you. <laughs> yeah, it seems like with me having limited time, I, that's something I could be, probably do is at least yeah, I'm just, pretty sure it can be played asynchronously. I, I haven't. I mean, that's dug into that the, portion, but. Yeah, one of the news articles I read was people using like Steam turn notifications on their uh, playing against other PC players. So it almost seems like it might be possible to play asynchronously. At least on PC, probably. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt since there is, cr- if there's cross platform play, they must make that stuff work on I think all that would platforms. Be, but it seems real cool. I like the idea of asynchronous games because. There are people out there that don't have time to just sit down and play a bunch of games all at once. So like just turn ba- I mean, oh, that's man. why like words with friends type stuff got really popular a while back because it was just like you just played you you did something when you had a minute or two and then they should port this to phone or iOS. That's was on when I was reading about it, I was like, this should be on tablets and phones and stuff, especially like if it's asynchronous. 
That'll probably happen because uh, in our news, uh, I'm just going to drop this now since we're talking about Wargroove, but uh, it's already made the money to cover all its development costs and all that. And they're adding... Yeah, after their first weekend. <laughs> yep. And they're adding DLC. They, well, they're planning to add free DLC stuff to this, to, which I assume... They didn't say what uh, this was in a Reddit AMA, but um, yeah. it's it, I would assume probably more campaign stuff and probably more teams maybe for the multiplayer like i guess it depends yeah. on what who's playing what but the single player campaign seems really good and i mean that's why i played advanced wars yeah that's a seems like it's a pretty solid game so far and seems to be doing well enough that they want to do more stuff with it and celeste aside because that was technically a last year game this is my favorite indie game so far released of the year nice which I know we're only like a month in really, but yeah, but it for January, that's definitely one of the top releases in my opinion. What's next? What do you got? We got left next over there. It's got to pull up his notes guys. Well, and that, that really covers, I mean, just what I've been playing. I, I wanted to finish Musha for this uh, week, which I was planning to do yesterday, but uh, didn't get to do that unfortunately, but Musha should be beat next week. No promises, but <laughs> should I'm like right at the end. So then we'll record another GG for should, that. That should be beat. Kingdom Hearts should be beat. I I hope to have a busy weekend beating some games. Busy, busy, and then also playing some of that Apex. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna jam that. I gotta play some of that this weekend for sure. Gotta make time. I'm gotta, gonna feel like a young kid and I probably <laughs> probably buy a bunch of energy drinks and stay up all night playing Apex. <laughs> I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. I really gotta. Um, I gotta pen that in. Pen. <laughs> <laughs> into my schedule all right before we take our break here we gotta do our new segment that we introduced last week which is of course future headlines the echo sounds way different on this microphone than the one i've been using uh so the other day i hopped into my time machine and i went into the future and i came across a desolate future everything was burned there's there's there were no people around and i found this newspaper and i was surprised that there was a newspaper because you would think that in the future they would just evolve beyond paper and just be using like tablets and shit hey you know where they do do that apex legends <laughs> it's, it's in the opening <laughs> so there was uh there there's this newspaper looking thing maybe it's a magazine i don't know it, whatever they use in the future and uh there's a headline on there and this headline was was it was it was really disturbing. It was um, Valve confirms there will never be Half Life Three. Wow, that is <laughs> it's a dark, grim future. It's it's not it. They they just came out and said that uh, yeah, they they basically said that there will be no more Half Life Three ever. Was it because it's, they there is does Steam even exist in the future? Apparently it does. I don't know how. It, it still <laughs> it still existed uh post Fortnite post ep, post epic futures. Um but they just came out and said there's there's no way that we can compete with games on the market. The ex, the expectations are too high. We will never make another Half-Life game. We are sorry. And that was a statement from Gabe Newell's son. So <laughs> Gabe Newell's. the late Gabe Newell's already had passed. So is this potentially from 30 years after Titanfall 2? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was the exact date I went into. I wanted to see. I wanted to I wanted to see how how what how what happened. <laughs> I, I have a future headline. I don't have a time machine like Justin, but 
I have a future headline. Uh, EA ruins a good thing. <laughs> that that's that doesn't even have to be in the future. That already happened. That's that's a thing that just that's a repeating. I, this thing. is my segment. That's the thing. Is your segment repeating headlines? <laughs> is, is your, the you, past repeats itself. It's every. It's just them them repeating the past. Is that that's what that is? Because EA has done everything to ruin a good thing as yep. long as they have existed. And we'll see. Uh, How many studios have they bought and fucking disbanded and, and just, oh, I'm so mad now. We will, we will see if they hurt Respawn. They they hurt me. <laughs> EA hurt me. I am very, like, I'm a, I'm a wounded person because of what they did to Westwood. I, Westwood? Bioware? Yeah, well, yeah, Bioware too. I mean, but I mean, I didn't grow up with Bioware as much because I, um, I know that they had. I mean, uh, a lot of the older games. Um, but from uh, what what's the one that makes Sims? Maxi. Maxis. Yeah, Maxis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So Maxis. Lucas Arts. Luke. Lucas well, Arts. <laughs> Maxis. Westwood. Like, dude, that was my childhood. Maxis, like Sim City three thousand. I saw that in a magazine once, and I was like, I gotta have that game. And so we got it. And, <laughs> And again, this is back when I had a a, a, a a 1995 Macintosh and it barely played on that. Yeah, I played all the like I had a lot of shitty uh, Sim games like Sim games. People probably don't even know exist. Sim like Sim Tower, Sim Safari. Yep. I played way too much Sim Safari for no good, reason. A lot of good old school Sim games from Maxis way back in those days. Yeah, both SimCity and SimCity 2000. Like, yep, man. I had I, SimCity on the. SNES. Yeah, they they ran Maxis into the ground, and then yep. they were like, now "Hey we have Westwood, City Skylines. <laughs> hey Westwood, we're gonna ruin you." As well, much as I thought, I mean, they they ruined Westwood first before they ruined I, Maxis. Okay, I I only say a a little bit because I did like uh some of the Command and Conquer games that were under EA. Like I did. Don't like, you dare say Generals. I like Generals. I hate. No. I, I love Generals. Generals is one of the worst games that Westwood has ever put out. <laughs> and the only the only RTS worse than Generals is Halo Wars. Well, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Halo Wars is the worst RTS ever made. I can think of RTS is way worse than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm being facetious. <laughs> no, I I to me Generals was very. I thought Red Alert Three was worse than Generals. No, no, it was not worse. It wasn't good. <laughs> but it, it wasn't worse than Generals. Generals was, it was very shallow. It didn't feel like it had, like. Well, it didn't, it, they gutted the naval combat and all that. They, they gutted the naval combat. The tech tree was atrocious. Did you see, like, did you play Tiberian Sun? Yeah. That tech tree like, went on for days. Well, there was a Tiberian Sun under EA. Tiberian Wars? Yeah, it's Tiberian Wars. I played that too, and it wasn't, it's still, it paled in comparison to Tiberian Sun. Oh, for sure. And it, I mean, and then like, I'm just saying, how would you stack that game against uh, Generals? Uh, I would still be above Generals. You'd still put, wow. Um, I maybe but, I have I a mean, soft like, spot for Generals because all the, I liked all the dumb specialty units like the Colonel Burton and like Jarman Kettle. See, the other thing I didn't like about Generals was like it, it felt too grounded to what a, command and conquer game usually is you look at like red alert and like the crazy stuff they had with red alert and um the tiberian stuff then i don't know if this was ea but what about renegade renegade i believe renegade was 
first person set in the Red Alert yeah. series. And that was EA because that was post that was post Red Alert 2, which was also yeah. EA. Yeah, it was. Oh, Red Alert 2 was EA. I didn't know that. Yep. I thought that was maybe. OK, well, then Red Alert 2 was actually good. But uh, yeah, I knew. Well, let, EA me, let me double check because I don't want to I don't want to spread false news here, but I'm fairly certain I Red Alert 2 was one of the first RTSs I played. It might have been towing that line, maybe where Red Alert 2 was uh, Westwood proper. And then uh, I think it was like Westwood proper. And then, and then it got Yuri's, bought by EA. And then Yuri's Revenge might have been EA. So I think like they were working on it and then EA bought Westwood and then um so i hold on let me find and, this not to dial this back to kingdom hearts talk but that's like how uh, yeah it was published by ea but that's like how a kingdom hearts one when that was released it was squaresoft and then when they did the greatest hits version of kingdom yeah. hearts it was square enix and same with final fantasy 10 because final fantasy 10 was square soft and then i believe the greatest hits said square enix they didn't change it in the game, though, I don't think. But obviously the newer renditions of that will be changed to the Square Enix logo. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it, Red Alert 2 was EA. And that was a really, really good game. I was like... I mean, that's easily the best Red Alert. They're like, I mean, oh, not yeah. Red Alert. I mean, uh, that's the best Command & Conquer. I mean, I people would argue Tiberian Sun. Yeah, I... I I think those two those, are neck and neck. They're and e- when I equally got, good for different reasons. When I got into these games, I got the um, Command and Conquer or Theater of War edition. And what that is... That, is, that booklet? Yeah. Yeah, I had that too. That's the badass. It was, so it came with Red Alert 1, Tiberian Sun, uh, Red Alert 2. And then I think it came with... I can't remember if it was just the three games or if it had four. I think... I can't remember for sure. Yeah, um, I mean... It, I mean, it had the original Command and Conquer before they were Red Alert at all. That might have so that yeah, might have been it. So let had me Command check Conquur, here. Command had like Conquer, a, Red Alert. And a separate disc for each side of the game yeah. too. Um, oh, it was so cool. Now you can get all those for like a buck, like the entire collection for like a buck. I know I downloaded all those. I don't know if they've done stuff now, but I bought the pack through Origin because it was like $5 and I got all these Command and Conquer games. Um, And I uh, went to play Generals as much as Justin hates that. <laughs> and it like couldn't, I had to do like a lot of weird stuff on the back end to make that open. Oh God. See, I, I just, so I looked up Command and Conquer Theater of War here and just instant waves of nostalgia just looking at the cover art of this fucking thing. Um, but yeah, it came with the original Command and Conquer, Tiberian Sun, and then Red Alert and Red Alert 2. And I mean, obviously, of those four, I got the most play out of Red Alert 2 because that's what my friends, that's what my friends and I were playing online. And I made like custom maps on that game and everything. It was one of the most, I think it's up there with one of the games I played the most in my entire life. <laughs> But here's to hoping uh, EA doesn't ruin a good thing. But this is a future headline, so they probably do. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna ruin it. maybe kill respawn. They'll ruin it. I, did I did I mention last week about Frank Lepaki and the? Um, I think I did. I brought it up that there's like another RTS that's being made. Yeah, from, yeah. By from, the Westwood dev, yeah, old, old Westwood West, devs. Yeah, looks good. And, and, well, and they're doing that. And then I I know I mentioned last week, but uh, some old Westwood devs are working on some like command and conquer stuff like yeah re- remake type stuff yeah good good stuff i i'm i'm hopeful for the future of that stuff because it's from the people that i believed in <laughs> well and they i think they know rts stuff probably yeah. better than anyone else well, but that's hard to say and also the fact that having frank lepaki on board with the project to me shows a lot of like honor to the original series and know that 
I feel like if I feel like he wouldn't be on board with a Command and Conquer esque thing if it wasn't going to be like if it if it didn't pay a true homage to it. Yeah, I just know. I mean, unfortunately, obviously, the market itself has gotten away from RTS games, and I think RTS games are hard to monetize in the way that you can monetize everything else. Yeah. Even though you would, I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't say this on here because it's going to get potentially stolen. Uh, (laughs) You could just do uh, like all games do and have cosmetics for your units. Yeah. Like dumb hats and like clothes for your units you build. Skins for your tanks. Yeah, like your special bases. So, yeah, that's probably going to happen to some game somewhere. Wall sprays. But (laughs) I I think, I mean, I guess to make a good RTS and unfortunately RTS games are hard to build from the ground up. uh, It's going to have to be kind of an indie scene or like a real low budget. And that's basically the case with any RTS games anymore. I mean, look at even like uh, Planetary Annihilation, which is um, kind of a spiritual successor to... I think uh, like Supreme Commander, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's not even anything near what Supreme Commander is, but it's that. Uh, well, no big publisher wants like, to funnel money into these. Yeah, it's a lot of money to develop an RTS, and it's not RTS profitable. games are slow moving. They're, they're not. It's a niche market, and yeah, it's not as big as it used to be. That's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, everybody wants that quick action, get in, play a match, yeah. and get out. Um, yeah. And I don't blame them. I that mean, being said, I really have been, like, every once in a while, like, these last few weeks, I've been like, God, I, I really want to just install Supreme Commander <laughs> and just play <laughs> Supreme Commander because I'm basically Supreme. I don't, know, I don't know if anybody listening to this has ever played one of those games. They're good. Um, I played it. <laughs> if you have ever had any interest in playing Supreme Commander, imagine you can control the Iron Giant. God, it's so good. And then you could upgrade him, and then he just controls your base. <laughs> like, the the amount... The, you want to talk about tech trees. The tech tree in those fucking games. Yeah, oh that was God. the... It's pr- that's pretty. That was I found that overwhelming in that game. Actually, it, the tech tree was like so much. There was a lot, and then like nuke the the power you had to have, and there's power requirements that you had to have. And I I, seriously, I think RTS games are trying to be more minimalist now yeah. on that front because it got out of hand. But I loved it. I loved it so much. I mean, the fact that you could have air units that their sole purpose was to transport ground units. And they would just they would they would they would enter into a battlefield like imagine the um you know the, the movie with Tom Cruise that like live die repeat movie what what was the original name of that oh that, uh, Edge of Tomorrow yeah Edge of Tomorrow I know they kept like rebranding the movie because it was like no one knew what Edge of Tomorrow was so it's a really like, good movie but though. then they changed it to like live die repeat but I really I liked that it was called edge of tomorrow but i was i did not know the ride i was in for when i watched that movie and i loved every second of it i just didn't like tom cruise oh i love tom cruise (laughs) (laughs) no i think his acting is fine it just he's but so he's into gang stalking i don't like that (laughs) so like this is like the video game equivalent of like that where they're just they're just dropping troops into a battlefield with these airships and the whole thing is like you you you're amassing these units in your base and then you can just like have them in, be in a formation to get loaded into this airship and this airship, like you could have like 10 of these airships just come and pick up all of your units and fly in formation to the battlefield. And they, you could have a special command that they would 
just fly it straight in, drop them, and then just like fly backwards out of the the, the battlefield and fly straight back to base to pick up more. Like it was just like a constant like just this loop of like just delivering more troops into the, just feeding them into this hell of just being <laughs> killed instantly. It was like that in a video game. And it doesn't look like the movie at all because it's an older game, but it was one of the most satisfying things that I've ever done in a video game. It's just, well, there were so many RTS games back in the, yeah. gl- the glory days. Like yeah. now there's like three. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the latest command and conquer thing that came out is just like, it makes me mad. That makes me mad. And then I mean, like, like Starcraft was, isn't what it used to be. And yeah. I was just like the last, the last thing they announced for command and conquer. I was just like, that filled me with pure hatred for EA well, for then, what they've done to that franchise. I'm like extremely excited for, uh, the Warcraft three remaster, but I'm also sad. Cause I'm like, where Warcraft 4 at? Just make <laughs> Warcraft 4 for the love of God. Yeah, right. It's just Blizzard slash Activision being like, that's not profitable. Yeah, it's well, everyone really... likes remasters. We got to just jump on this bandwagon until people stop liking remasters. I'm like, I don't hate it because then, I mean, they're bringing all the maker tools and upping all that stuff. But it just yeah. is like, I would, you know what I'd prefer? Warcraft 4. Yeah, but I know they're it, exactly. I know that's hard for them to build as well because uh, World of Warcraft is expectations. Yeah, like World of Warcraft is the the freaking Warcraft canon. Yeah, and they don't want two things running parallel. Yeah, um, and even though part of me is like, I I don't acknowledge World of Warcraft as the canon. Like I know that's just a personal thing that I'm like they should split the timeline and do like. Warcraft 4 as if World of Warcraft didn't happen or even roll <laughs> events from World of Warcraft into a Warcraft 4 like RTS campaign. There's no reason you can't do that. Yeah, that's we're just turn World of Warcraft into an RTS. <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. I, I I unfortunately know Blizzard and Activision are big enough companies that similar to the EA front, they are like we need to make like we need to make a game or something that just churns money. So obviously yeah. that's been their focus. Like Hearthstone literally prints money. World of Warcraft still prints money. <laughs> yep. Um, and I just think anything they do is is going to be focused on that. I feel like right now a lot of what a lot of big studios are doing is or error publishers even. They're just throwing darts at a wall to see what like sticks in Fortnite's ass. <laughs> That's basically That's they're just, just they're just chasing Fortnite right now. How can we get a slice of that pie? Exactly. I still can't believe like and Apex, Fortnite, right? There you go. Yeah. EA did it. You did it, EA. Congratulations, I think. In the future, they ruin a good thing. Yeah, they ruin a good thing. So RIP Apex in future headlines. <laughs> anyway, we should probably take a break. We've, we, we have a whole lot of news to get to. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, it's break time, and that means I get to tell you about our social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on all of those. They're all Lit Gaming Arena. Also, find us on our website, litgamingarena.com. We post all of our episodes there. You can also go to our Discord, chat.litgamingarena.com, so you can come hang out with us there. Are you enjoying the show? Give us some feedback. You can give us a review on iTunes or you can also send us a message on any of our social media accounts and uh, 
Give us some feedback. I'd love to hear from the fans. This week, we will have a new GG episode on Wednesday, and that will be on Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu slash Let's Go Eevee. So come back and listen to that. And finally, we are going to give you a small break from our voices. We have two new promos for you today, as well as the usual Realms and Nerds. But we have promos from our friends over at the Exenity Podcast and our friends at Missing Role Player Found. So I'm going to play those real quick here, and then we'll get right back into the news. Hello? Wait, is this thing on? Oh, all right. Well, hello, everybody. My name's Grog. I'm part of Sword Art Online, ever a missing role player found. Grog? But it, yeah, it's nice now. How's it going? What are you doing? I'm doing the promotion. But I'm supposed to do the promotion. Well, I'm the master of toasts. Grog, Speaking no, no. of which, the toast's done. Grog, it's not literal toast. What do you mean? What is it then? Here, let me show you. Hi guys, Snow here with Missing Role Player Found. Check out our actual play podcast on your favorite listening app, such as iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And check us out on our website at missingroleplayerfound.com. Oh, so that's what it is. All right, I think I got it now. Look, let me do the next promotion then. All right, fine. Yeah. Do you or someone you know struggle through life with anxiety-related mental disorders? Ever get that feeling that you are one of the few? I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. Take a journey with me as I talk about key points in my past and how they may have led to me being diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. After which, we will talk about different ways to tone down the anxiety and maybe even beat it together on anxiety. The easiest way to remember the name is by thinking about how one searches for a state of zen in the midst of the anxieties of life. My name is Gerald, and I'm the host of Anxenity. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures every week. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. All right, and we are back. We are here to bring you the news, the best news, the whole news, and nothing but the news. Take it away, Justin. (laughs) Oh, God, I was not expecting that. (laughs) That's not unexpected. Hey, so you've heard of Liam Neeson, right? Yes, I have definitely heard of Liam Neeson. A huge racist. (laughs) Apparently. God. 40 years ago. Yeah, he's a racist 40 years ago. So that obviously means he's a racist now. Um, So for those that have not been listening to anything and living under a rock, and if you're hearing it for the first time, basically during this interview, the interviewer asked him how he tapped into like it was they were talking about revenge, like the 
movie thing, taken yeah, probably yeah they're talking about revenge and they asked him how he tapped into it and basically what had happened is a close friend of his had been brutally raped and the only description they had was that he was a black person and he was overseas and came back and found out about it and he was enraged and he walked the streets with a club looking to to kill the first black person or, or quote by him first black bastard that came out of a door and started shit with him or something like that. yeah he seemed obviously angry i mean and he owned up to like how that yeah it's an awful thing but like he why? was young and dumb and yeah. it was different times like but so we're gonna punish him and call him racist and end his career over this like he has not done anything i mean like it's not cult, like he, it's he the didn't, cult of outrage is what this is well even on top of that it, he didn't actually kill anybody yeah like he didn't even he, beat he, anybody he didn't up. kill the black bastard yeah, he didn't run into anybody, so there's, like, no real case here. Like, yeah, I 100% will acknowledge, like, yes, what he thought and was terrible and, like, was racist, but it was 40 years ago. I, I, this this reminds yeah. me of Kevin Hart's stuff uh, oh, with this, his yeah. and ho- this, homophobic stuff, and it's, like, yeah, the language... Yeah, one, one-off joke he made in Language one in special. the 2000s and 90s was different. Like, yeah. It, yeah, like... And so we're just gonna people punish, were bad like, back then, yeah. yeah. But even thinking now, if we look back at like 10 years from now to today when we're recording this cast, I'm yes. sure some of the language here will seem yeah. harsh and maybe not good. Yeah, it, it, things change, languages change, and you have to respect that. You can't just... You can't just apply modern thinking to something that happened way back in the days. It's just it's a dumb thing. And this is I I hate stuff like this a lot because you're just you're pulling up everything you can to get dirt on somebody to get people to end their livelihood over a mistake and something that was completely different back then. I mean, and and what do you. I mean, what do people want, I guess, out of this? Like, yeah, it is like uh, outside we, of him saying he's sorry. Like, I'm sure he's yeah. been sorry. He probably thinks of it a lot of yeah. like, man, that was a terrible thing. But how much vengeance on this guy do you need? Yeah, you, you think he shouldn't be able to make a livelihood? He shouldn't ever be able to work just because of something he did 40 years ago? I mean, and similarly, uh I'm doing this to get to a different news article as well. Uh, but James Gunn, yeah, happened to him. Yeah, same thing happened to him. But now he's more. Now he's uh, going to be working for DC probably. Well, and then they're using his scripts. Yeah, they're still uh, using. They're still using something by him. So he's still going to get paid for it, but he's not direct. It's it's yeah, a dumb for, situation. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. They're using James Gunn's script. So yeah, and he made a lot of like the jokes they. Uh, once again, the jokes they cherry picked from a, his Twitter were yeah, terrible. They but were really, he, they were just terrible, terrible. He was just pushing buttons. Is what I mean, he was doing. I forget the specific. You name can't of tell the me comedy, he believes anything the, on there. Dark, dark comedy is really in, and even on top of that, there are some. I've heard some stand-up routines that are go way darker than stuff yeah. James Gunn has said. Yeah. And I mean, it is, I do think a lot of it is like dark comedy is all about the delivery and yeah. you're knowing your audience. So it's hard to deliver on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like he, he was young and dumb and nobody knew who he was. Yeah. And I mean, similar to us, I'm sure, like I said, we might look yeah, 10 like years we back benefit from, now from and like most of the stuff we did when we were young and dumb is not like permanently on the Internet. Yeah. It just like kids growing up now, like be careful because 
in 50 years, some stupid ass person's going to look back into your history and find something you said that is racist in 50 years in the future that wasn't racist today. And your career is going to end because they they will crucify you for it. Yeah. And you will be crucified by the entire internet for something that you shouldn't be crucified for. Yeah. And I I apologize that that, that's going to happen. So, so it's something that will happen at this point. I mean, the way the world is going, that's going to happen. And I I don't want to, I'm sorry. I got a little too political for a video game podcast, but it's just I saw this and it just blew my mind because not not only I mean, it's still tech related too though, because I mean, we're dealing directly with Internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like things like things that you do in a video game or play in a video game, like even occasionally, like I, as much as I don't really like Ninja that much and Ninja being everywhere, like even him being like a supposed like positive role model for kids because he's like pretty clean while playing Fortnite. But you go back and look at his old streams and he was incredibly toxic in his old before he became popular i mean and even people considered safe in the quote-unquote safe crowd or good good crowd you don't really know them and people once again uh, on social media and all that they cherry pick with the sides of them they want to show yeah and uh once again kind of another segue into another news story this uh guy who worked at a like game company he worked actually for a game that i've talked a lot about on here and even in this uh smite a bit i've mentioned it a few times but yeah he works at high res and he was a streamer and he was considered safe and yeah there was a sting operation and he was a child predator there's not really a lot of details on it yet uh because the police don't want to release all that because they don't want people knowing how they conduct certain sting operations yeah because it kind of gives away what what their methods are and so on and so and i don't have all the details on like what predatory actions he was taking towards children either but just goes to show like someone who was on their stream and everything and even were considered safe and like amongst like like good-hearted like almost disney-esque i would say yeah and once again a child predator was considered that yeah so so yeah (laughs) yeah and that once again that guy worked at high res but he has since been terminated and obviously like there's charges being pressed and all that stuff so yeah well before we move on i wanted to just backpedal just a tiny bit uh with this liam neeson thing that the thing this this is a part that kind of set me off the fact that he's he is in the upcoming men in black movie and all the parts have already been filmed for that movie because it's going to come out this summer um people are calling to have him digitally removed from the movie wow intense like what the like why and i I, just we should just erase this guy from history because he did something 40 years ago that you didn't like now okay and i uh once again i guess maybe getting too political but i think (laughs) of the same same thing when there was the call to remove statues yeah and it's Um, still a thing that's happening by the way yeah and i uh i both agree and disagree with the removal of statues like maybe the placement of where they're at isn't great uh because it yeah like yeah it can be a racist power symbol but at the same time we're not worshiping them and i think maybe it just becomes educating people and then maybe maybe even uh i guess vilify is not quite the right word i'm looking for but uh or demonize is also not quite the right word i'm looking for but you know show people that maybe their their negative connotations to these uh figures like like bad things happen throughout history yeah and i i unfortunately uh 
like iconoclast happens all the time like the destruction of art and stuff and yeah like it or not statues are art like <laughs> so i'm just like it, it, i guess i don't want people destroying statues or stuff because then it becomes a denial of the terrible things that happen and when you deny that yeah. history repeats itself you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't erase history any in any way i feel so all in all we have is like i mean people that maybe are were actually racist or stuff like that they shouldn't be honored but they should not be forgotten yeah because then just history repeats itself people will for then forget that it ever happened these terrible things happened like maybe maybe they just have a placard in front of it hey this guy was a huge racist yeah uh, yeah i mean <laughs> like well, there's a statue of this person but don't forget he was a fucking asshole well and then ne- <laughs> neeson's like a great that. example that i'm like he had like in that interview even he apologized and even said that his actions were wrong yeah and that he wasn't proud of any of this yeah and it's just actors all the time uh use things like past things in their life to tap into to get to, to uh, succeed at acting i mean I know James Franco, I don't know how true it is, but he talked about in, in I, the reason I say I don't know how true it is, is because he talked about this in another movie uh, with his brother, Dave Franco. But he was like, when I cry on film sets, I just think back to when when our dog died. And then Dave's like, I just can't do that. He's like, you don't remember our dog? And he's <laughs> like, James Franco's like getting mad at his brother. But I think it's all just part of the movie. But yeah, I yeah, I just uh, obviously, once again, they use personal effects, like personal things to get to get acting and i yeah. just hate that neeson shares this he's neeson shared a vulnerable part of and himself now he's being crucified and, yes for he's it. being crucified like for it. it's just like yeah just i guess keep all your demons to yourself and never let anything out because people will call for the end of your career and livelihood see um, and i i i want to uh, highlight at least in my opinion he's not thinking of his like ra- like rage being in a racist sense like he's not he's not thinking like yeah like oh i hate uh in this specific case i i he's not thinking i hate black people he's yeah. thinking he's like, this a black like, person he's just calling upon the emotions he felt yeah. at that time that he heard of the rape of his friend yeah and that's at that time and he acknowledges that that was wrong and give the guy a break <laughs> really i but that being said i did hear um when they were talking about this on the radio this morning i did hear something a joke about it that was that made me laugh in a really terrible way and uh someone made the comment that oh so black people born to married parents are okay because he said black bastard that was i mean he's because he's irish right so he says yeah. black the bastards a word they say a lot. So yeah, yeah. So, no, that, that's, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I laughed at that. It's a terrible joke, but <laughs> yeah, that it's a radio joke. Yeah. It's a well, real it was, radio joke. It was it was a comment that someone made. It, they weren't on the radio. No. They were they were commenting into the radio, and then it was subsequently read by the radio host because right. radio. And I do want to be clear here on the cast. Uh, like I, I'm definitely not a person of any color whatsoever. I'm transparent. <laughs> just- uh, uh, but <laughs> he's a ghost. But but yeah, we are like like fuck anybody who's racist of any kind. 
Yeah, definitely. It just is like, and yeah, once again, even yes, yes, fuck Liam Neeson, like for feeling <laughs> racist, but you know, fuck 40 years ago, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Not fuck modern day Liam Neeson or hell, if it comes out that he is like a modern day racist, yeah, then fuck him and like delete him from existence. But <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be the case right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I, I would be surprised if that was actually the case. I just, like I said, I do want to be clear in our stance here on this that we're not like we're not supporting a racist here we're not yeah we're not racists ourselves (laughs) i mean i'm transparent (laughs) i'm I'm the color of whatever i'm sitting in currently (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's a blob of purple right now i don't uh anyway we gotta move on from the 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 political political. it's too much but i just i well maybe maybe our audience might like that and maybe they should comment on what we said yeah yeah (laughs) well please don't hate me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please crucify justin for everything he said oh god no but his juggalo half and not his <laughs> knobs half <laughs> we need half. his editor editor half yeah don't drink fago you guys it's <laughs> terrible it's a terrible that's how you convert actually i talked to a real juggalo and he he told like because I, I once upon a time i tried the cola i was like well i mean how bad could it be it was bad it was real he bad. was baptized in the fago <laughs> it was the worst and I talked to one guy who actually is a juggalo and he was like, yeah, the, the cola is terrible. Don't drink the cola. <laughs> but he was like, I've had some of the, I think, strawberry stuff. Yeah. He says like the fruit stuff's good, but it's, the cola, the cola is bad. I don't know. It kind of tastes like a, a bad version of Shasta. I We're really like saying Shasta, something because Shasta is already cheap as fuck. Yeah. Oh, Shasta. I don't even know anywhere you can buy that right now. I know it's, it's all been replaced by Sam's. Well, I know it still exists. I know it's still out there. I just don't think there's anything right here in town. But I think if you go out of town, you can find it. That was uh, some... growing up poor, drinking Shasta. <laughs> growing, grow, I mean, even I had Shasta when I was a kid. It's good stuff. Uh, all right, so I gotta get. I'm I'm stalling for time because I'm trying to get to my list, and I only have one eye to use because the other one's being blocked by this microphone. Well, we spent a lot of time uh, earlier talking about some EA. So how about some EA headlines? Uh, uh, New Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies on the horizon. EA will launch New Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies games before the end of March 2020. This coming from Eurogamer. I don't... I don't... No. I don't want any of that. The publisher listed two underwraps titles. Yep. Yep. And the latest part of an investor call. So does that get any investors really hot to invest in a Need for Speed and a new Plants for Zombies? I mean, neither of those franchises I feel are going anywhere. Nope. I feel they stagnated pretty hard. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. Okay. All right. At what point do you want to talk about more Apex? <laughs> um, well, we can dump that now because I also have a different headline. Uh, this also from, uh, well, from Engadget, but a, a new Titanfall is in development, but just like not right now. It's in like yeah. planning stages. So. Yeah, they're they're saying a new Titanfall experience is yeah, on but, the way. But Apex, obviously, as we mentioned, is yes, in huge. the Titanfall universe yes. and, and it's popular. So they dropped this game on Tuesday and within that day, it uh got up to a uh, 1 million players and then overnight it went to 2.5 and now within 72 hours 10 million players with 1 million concurrent you, you like that growth is insane yeah and it was a total surprise that they dropped this game it came out of nowhere no one knew it was coming i mean there were the only leaks well, very were, few people knew this was coming yeah 
and it, and I mean, I didn't even, I couldn't even predict this because I mean, even listening to uh, the Giant Bomb Pat podcast last week, where uh, one of them said, "All right, well, we gotta, I gotta end this. I gotta catch a plane. I'm going to a respawn event," and I didn't even connect two dots that something was I mean, gonna happen. Can, games just don't release this way. Games no. just do not get launched like the day they're announced. It yeah. just does not. And happen. this is this is something I think we've mentioned on the podcast is how like if there was a Half Life Three, this is how it should happen. This is like, the only way it can happen. Like, and not only that, I mean, even Half Life Three would ideally be more grandiose, like in the middle of like the video game awards or something. Like Gabe Newell comes out on on stage and just says, "All right, Half Life Three is out. Go download it right now." I, I love when games do this. It's really rare. Um. One of the games I think of in this being several years back was a game called Entwined and it launched during E3. It was just like PlayStation was showing all their stuff and they were like, you can download this now. And I I did. And that game was really cool. Yeah. And that happened with the recent Game Awards too a little bit did with some Microsoft uh, Game Pass stuff, didn't it? Yeah. They they were just like, this game's out on Game Pass right now. Go play it. (laughs) Yeah, which is cool. I I want more of that. That, That's always the best feeling like, wow, this looks so cool and you can just play it now. Like, there's no feeling like that. Yeah, I like being surprised by games. I mean, you get some of these games where you hear about them for years and years and like the lead up to it. Like, we've, we've been hearing about Anthem for how long? And it's just like... Just get over with it already. I just yeah. Well, it's coming soon. And we're we're almost there. Yeah, it's at the end I'm, of this month. I'm almost disappointed already. Yeah, I've been kind of ticking down already. Um, since it sounds like they are not focused on story stuff. Yeah, at all, which is really that's what I went to Bioware for. Yeah, that's and, I Mass mean, Effect story. I loved a lot. Mentioning Bioware, uh, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate Two, Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear, Icewind Dale. Planescape, Torment, Neverwinter Nights are all coming to Switch this year. That's all old Bioware, old storied Bioware games. And that's good because I think that would work well with um, like a touch interface. Yeah, I mean, and even if they don't uh, utilize the touch interface, uh, they're going to have obviously console controls because, yeah, which this is being uh, done by what Skybound and I think. Uh, the other company was a weird one, uh, Beamdog. But yeah, they're they're partnered up and bringing these to consoles. So not just Switch, but uh, they're bringing them to PlayStation Four and other consoles, so Xbox as well. And and I mean that is just cool because these are some of the le- real legendary games, uh, in my opinion, especially in the older RPG Dungeons and Dragons type games. Yeah, that I've been like Icewind Dale is better than it should be and underrated, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. I know. Well, hopefully it'll get it into more hands of I like I like this work that companies are doing to get some classic games into newer gamers hands with this like coming to switch and stuff where it's like a lot of the younger generations are are playing. Well, yeah, and I, um, I mean, a lot of people are rebuying games on Switch just to have a handheld version oh, yeah. of that, which is great. But yeah, I would love to. I, I think the Switch, as well as other platforms, as well. Like I think, uh, largely of Spyro, the Spyro Reignited trilogy. I, I like that a lot of old game. What like this stealing a Star Wars quote here of uh, what's old will become new. At least that's what they're saying about the new uh, yeah. Star Wars trilogy. But uh, I like that they're kind of rebuilding and restructuring and making old things new again in a way so people our age uh like in their late 20s like early 30s uh can share 
their past gaming experience uh, with their children or like, cause now we're at the age of having kids. Um, and I, I really like that they can share that and something Spyro is real great because it's new enough and fresh enough that it feels great. It, it like, it feels great for me, someone who had played it way back when, and it's everything I wanted out of a remaster in a way. Yeah. And once again, I think, I think newer gamers uh, are the, the youth gamers that will be the, game developers of tomorrow uh will get something good out of that too yeah and i feel like i almost feel like mobile games are not like not phone mobile games but like portable games like tablets and yeah like i think that's the switch i guess kind of making a comeback because of the switch and then like you mentioned last week the possible like portable like playstation getting back into the portable gaming thing which we have Mm -hmm. some news about that this week also but I wanted to uh, just kind of touch on the portability stuff where I think a lot of people are almost frustrated with using their phones for games because like it's a very viable way to play games is on your phone. But battery life has not been um, optimal for that yet. Well, even then, it's not comfortable either. Yeah, it's not comfortable. I mean, you can play some games, but I mean, it's to the point where like, I mean, the other day and I, I saw I thought this was hilarious because there's a guy he had his phone like in his chest pocket and then he had a like one of the extra like portable portable batteries in the same pocket and then he just had like a usb cable just dang like connected (laughs) to the he connected to the battery and then connected his phone and then the cables just dangling over in front of his chest and i thought it was the most ridiculous thing i was like i i think a lot of people don't like the having to carry around like an extra battery within the charge their phone if they want to play a game like not every see and i i don't know if i'm just old or I just like, had my leg cramp up really bad. Oh fuck! I don't know if I'm just old fashioned or what, but I think uh, a a controller itself also there's a lot of power, and I I mean uh like the programming scene or esports in general. Yeah. Like I I've even seen articles very recently being like if you're gonna play Fortnite on your phone, uh play with a controller. Yeah. So it's even even to the extent of you're gonna like fuck up your hands playing on yeah, <laughs> playing on a it, phone like it's very uncomfortable you're gonna develop those weird things like uh how when the wii was new and people were getting tennis elbow from playing wii yeah you're gonna make like weird uh weird like injuries. or have neck problems because like phones have caused neck problems from people staring oh. down at their phone yeah it's a big problem like now you're gonna have weird hand issues because people using their phones in ways that nobody used to yeah um and have like carpal tunnel syndrome carpal tunnel uh, syndrome for your fingers or a weird bastardization of that yeah exactly yeah i mean just handheld gaming is i i mean i think that's where things need to head like yeah. into a more portable platform of some kind that's why i've always been pro ergonomics um oh yeah that's so i mean that's i mean you hear me complain about this all the time but i can't i can hardly use a playstation controller for extended periods because it cramps up my hands really bad the xbox controller on the other hand with the exception of playing celeste for hours <laughs> you have weird hands because the playstation controllers a really good <laughs> I, not for me I, I feel like overall the xbox controller is a lot more comfortable I, and is a I lot know less I'm an cramping oddball here but uh 
the the pro controller for switch is strangely like it feels really good well i hear that a lot i actually i haven't used it yet but i hear that is one of the best controllers out there too i i don't know if i would say it's better than the playstation controller but it's like (laughs) you're not willing to give that up well i mean it's like on it's on par with both the xbox one controller and the playstation i think it's it's comparable i cannot imagine the the controllers getting better than they are now well we'll see i guess we'll find out like i I mean there's got to be something but i mean man they hit a real sweet spot with this generation yeah I almost like wonder like if just more remapping type stuff is going to be in the future. I mean, you like, I don't know. I don't know if you can do it with the regular controllers um, for Xbox. If you have like the Xbox controller software on the Xbox, um, I haven't looked into it for the regular controllers, but I know on the elite, um, even though they have like the the paddles on the back, you can remap any of the buttons on on it to other buttons. I think Microsoft did let you do all that because I think that was also part of the accessible like that yeah accessible controller thing yeah so the adaptive controller yeah and since I you think can remap that's a, that to everything that's probably my favorite thing I mean and I think again I have not check this out for anything beyond the elite controller but i know like you can set like the elite controller has two different like presets you can have so you can save one preset to like the one slot and save another preset to another so you can actually download like a preset for a specific game um and use that so you're like if you're playing one game a lot you can set a preset for that for how you want to remap the the controls so um i think we'll see a lot more of that in the future oh sure i mean it's it's weird because I remember back um, before I mean before like the Xbox even just playing games on the PC and being able to remap any of your keyboard keys to whatever you wanted and then um, console games came out and you just stopped being able to, like obviously there's console games before that but I mean you got to you get to like the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 and there's more of these games coming out there on PC you can remap any of the controls on the PC but then you get to the Xbox version and they just give you preset layouts that you can switch to and that's it and then that started bleeding in the PC where you were playing on the PC and they're like well we built this for Xbox or whatever originally so we're not going to allow you to remap any of the controls for the PC <laughs> and now we're kind of going like all the way in the other direction where you can remap anything on a console. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it needs to go that way. Cause people, I know you, you mentioned you don't like how, well, you, you seem to think companies that make the X button, the attack button in games <sighs> are serial killers. <laughs> so you would like to remap that. I, I never checked if you could in kingdom hearts, well, remap I mean, that, button, the, the but the X or the can. X or a, like the, the button closest to your thumb should be jump. Yeah. The one at the bottom with the exception <laughs> of some games where you, use bumper jump but that should be by that should not be a mandatory thing like default jump button should be the one closest to your thumb unless you're somebody that likes i mean bumper jumping was a thing that i did in halo because it allowed you to open up it's it's something that works for first person shooters really well because if you're jumping and you're able to aim at the same time as jumping you're not taking your thumbs off the thumb. Like ideally in a first person shooter, you shouldn't have to take your thumbs off the thumbsticks. Well, I mean, that's why obviously uh, shooters are typically played on PC because you have more buttons and more control uh, with the keyboard and mouse. And I don't, I don't deny that. I I personally like playing shooters with the controller, but like, I mean, I, that's where I live. Yeah. Same. I mean, same here. I mean, I've, there are games you 100% need a controller for. Like I, I don't discriminate against any gaming platform really i like every everyone has their 
own well, in every preferences. Or, every control type, I think, is viable for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, I like, mean, even you think Wiimotes or like weird yeah. motion controls, like there are definitely games that can only work that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm I. I don't deny like that playing a for playing a first person shooter is best on a mouse and keyboard. I won't deny that, which is why I'm glad that um, Xbox is starting to allow keyboard and mouse on the console oh, yeah. for games. And on top of that, I also am an advocate for the controller play because I like playing on a couch. And I, I think that playing with the controller should be the best experience you can possibly have with playing on a controller. You shouldn't be gimped because you're playing on a controller. And I won't, and, and it's just, it, it's, it's on a game by game basis. Like playing a RTS game with a controller is absolute lunacy, which is one of the reasons why I say Halo Wars is the worst yeah. <laughs> RTS game ever is there, playing with a controller. No, there has been odd strides in the RTS game, like some RTS games coming to console, uh, which once again, I guess we're, we're getting some good uh, segue time here as much as I keep pointing it out. But uh, it, Civ 6 on on Switch, uh, yeah. it apparently controls very well on Switch. I, I can't really vouch for that since I haven't played it on there. But uh, that game is doing really well on Switch and that company is planning yeah. to bring more games to switch well and i think so. that works well for that, that can work well for a controller type control because it's that one's a bit slower it's not yeah. like an active rts yeah yeah it's turn-based and also you you have hexagons that you're it's mm. not like a 100 percent open you got to send units to a specific spot well that being said i did play tropico 5 on console and it didn't feel too bad i i think there have been big strides but yeah i do think yeah it's like pc like is rts heaven <laughs> yeah and which is i mean as we said it's rts's are like a dying race of games yeah um but I mean, you look at like Halo Wars and it was like they, they had to make the compromise. Well, this is going to be an Xbox game. So we you can't just have you can't just do the typical RTS thing and just build out a giant base. You can only just control this one building, which has modules that you install in this building. And I was like, I hate that idea. See, I never played Halo Wars, but yeah, I, that's a weird thing. It sounds like. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just like you would have like a building and you could just install add-ons to this base building. And See, I think to, people yeah. just have to be real creative about utilizing the controller to its absolute yeah. like best and maybe yeah. making... Maybe I'm having sure that to worked well for that game, but I mean, because I didn't... I didn't really play much of it because I did not. That's not an RTS. Well, you for like me. classic RTS. Yeah, um, that's not an RTS for me, so and I didn't. I couldn't get into it. Well, and then I, and I mean, I think there's plenty of our listeners who can agree with that statement. I mean, I never played Halo Wars, the, unfortunately, but yeah. I'm the type of person that I would play Age of Empires two and get to the point where my entire screen was full of units, so and I would you, just drag. I'd go to the corner of the screen with my mouse, click and hold drag to the other corner of the screen selecting as many units as i possibly could and then just unleashing them across the map <laughs> and watching them just all collide into each other all <laughs> <laughs> and i i can't remember if i ever brought this up in the podcast but one of the games i loved the most was warzone 2100 have you ever played that one i don't think so I think that's one I didn't play. I, I keep bringing up these weird, like, <laughs> I keep bringing up these weird modular um, RTS games, but this is another one. I mean, that one was that, what you played on PC back in yeah. the day. And it was like, it's all like you, you have engines and you have, uh, and once again, 
unlimited tech tree. <laughs> you could upgrade the type of materials you had. You could uh, you did different concrete materials for your walls. You could upgrade that for hardness. You can upgrade it for, you could research like bulletproof. You could research bombproof, fireproof. You could have hover or hover tanks and all this sorts of shit. And I would just like, I'd get to a point in this game where the enemy stopped attacking me and I just had this enormous army and I, I went I was like, so I just finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, I have, I think I have a big enough army now. So I just went and I just selected all my whole entire army, just started exploring the map, found the enemy base and the, the these, again, these are older games. The AI is, AI is not that great. Um, get to the base and their pathfinding was not good enough to where the units that they were wanting to send out to attack me would exit the base because they had produced too many units. <laughs> so I would find the enemy base that was 1000% full of enemies, just like a swarming like bees nest of enemies. Oh, just, oh my God. Just, <laughs> and obviously I still won because my army was bigger because I was moving my units around as I built them up. Whereas they were just trapped inside their base and it got to a point where like, well, I, the path is like blocked. shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was, but that was a good game. Anyway, I, I've talked way too much about RTS games this podcast. Well, I just like I said, I just wanted to say uh, controls in RTS games, though, on console have drastically improved. And I think people are getting creative with controller controls on that that front of things. But once again, that the caveats of all of this is still ideally and I would prefer to use a mouse and keyboard. But I do think a game, if it's coming to console, should absolutely have controller support like yeah, for a controller. Definitely. And I mean, I just that's my tried and true. I play almost everything with a controller. Uh, and I, I always think of Super Meat Boy. I mean, I, I talk a lot about that game, but it's when you start that game, it has like a little message that is like you use a controller. Yeah, it, like, you're going to fuck yourself. Yeah. It, and not to say like, I'm sure there's people out there beating that game with a controller. I'm sure that I mean, beating that game with a guitar, key, <laughs> guitar yeah, hero controller, beating it with bananas or something <laughs> like beating it with the uh, Donkey Kong bongos a dance pad. <laughs> Your feet are just bleeding. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, I don't know, I was going to segue this somewhere, but we got lost in the RTS stuff. So uh, the Crackdown 3, which is coming out on the 15th, it was doing a stress test on their servers, which was today. So I guess we will find out if, it, if their servers pass the snuff. This is Microsoft's first game. That features the um, their Azure cloud um, platform. Sounds intense. It sounds yeah. like that's probably going to be implemented elsewhere. Well, yeah, they're they're implement they're this is basically their test bed for implementing this in other places. And this their cloud their cloud computing thing is basically what's allowing for the environment to be like 100% destructible. I mean, it sounded like people who did, who were in this stress test were very satisfied with how this was. Yeah. So it it's, seems like it might go pretty well for, I mean, and this just introduces like there, I, I, I hope it goes well because there are already just an infinite amount of problems that happen post launch with games that only they're the whole the whole purpose of the cloud is just to connect you together so to allow you to play but this is basically almost hosting the game on the cloud in a way so we'll we'll see what happens on launch but it's going to be tough because like every other game in the universe is launching that same day 
I think a lot of people will check this out. I want because it's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, and and with me having Game Pass, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> I, that's so. Did you want to? There's a couple places we can pivot to from here about Xbox. Did you want to talk about the short one or the long one? Well, what's it? Let, let's do a short one, and then we'll okay. We'll do the short one, which is uh, Microsoft Studios. Instead, they have yeah. rebranded to Xbox Game Studios. The king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> yep, just a basic rebranding. Obviously, they're not really changing yeah. much of what they're doing. They just rebranded their studio. And that's not... I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, Xbox... And to think that at one point, the Xbox brand was almost on the chopping block. Yeah, which to, is to like... where they are now. Yeah, good thing they didn't. Smart, <laughs> smart decisions. Like... I mean, I'm me being like just I it's just me being the Xbox guy. I'm happy where the Xbox is right now. Well, um, it's really like becoming I, a games as service thing. Yeah. I which, mean, I've never been more happy with a console purchase. <laughs> I mean, with me owning every console out there except for the Switch right now, which I mean, soon I will have one. <laughs> you say every episode. I I know. I mean, unfortunately, it's weekly, so <laughs> it yeah. So it's I mean, it, like in ten years, I'll have a Switch. No, it, <laughs> it, I mean, there's games that I have to play on that. I have to get one. Yeah, I mean, it's, but at the moment, I have a PC that is over seven years old, and I need to play some, some other pressing stuff. I I need uh I need to buy a keyboard that costs three hundred dollars. <laughs> I <laughs> know I've oh, been man. I've been diving really deep into the mechanical keyboard stuff and some of these people are insane but I also feel like they're my people because it's it's like this weird culture of people designing PCB boards and getting them custom printed at some company that will just print the PCB boards for you and you go in and you just you buy the switches that for for the keyboard and you solder them on yourself and then you build a case by hand and put this keyboard together yourself and it's a lot of care there yeah it's a lot of personalization there's a lot more goes into it than i ever thought on the surface i like i've seen some cool like custom like i've seen some cool like mechanical keyboard stuff but i didn't imagine it was this level i always thought like i always just thought someone just went out and bought a mechanical keyboard and then just put different keycaps on it and stuff but no these people are like going out there and just customizing stuff and it's expensive as hell people take their gear seriously i was looking at very serious i was looking at um this keyboard set that was eight buttons and in order to buy this thing, I needed um, that this, this place was selling the, the case for it. Like, so the general setup for a keyboard is there's a PCB and then switches are soldered and mounted onto that. And then the caps go on top of that. But then there's like a, the PCB will mount inside of a case and then there's like a back plate. And then you have a power adapter that plug, you, you solder onto the PCB and that would be like your USB cable that plugs into the keyboard. And this um, set was like it was 15 bucks for the PCB or $25 for the kit. And the kit came with all the electronics you needed, um, everything except for the switches themselves and the keycaps. Um, and then the case that they were selling, which was like a clear acrylic case, was another $25. <laughs> so it's $50. And this was a keyboard with eight buttons. And then you're not even getting the caps and all that. Yeah, so you still have to buy the switches. You still oh got to buy the God. caps. And when I was looking at this, the kit was sold out. You could only buy the PCB, which was 15 Wow. Um, To buy the USB, uh, the micro USB adapter that soldered onto the PCB, 
to plug the USB cable into it to actually use the thing was another $17 by itself. And then I had to buy the diodes. Then you had to buy whatever LEDs if you wanted LEDs. You had to buy the switches. You had to buy the caps. So It it becomes an art at a certain point. So it's like all in all, you're spending over $70 for a keyboard with eight buttons. It's my macro just, pad. Just to, and that's what I wanted to use it as. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to. I I don't know. I like, How bougie I, do you want to get? Yeah. And I mean, I really want to look into building stuff like this because I think it looks fun. I mean, I'm, ele- I'm an electronics person. I mean, I went to school for some electro- <laughs> some electrical engineering. And my favorite part of it was actually building something with circuits and programming it. And I haven't done that in quite some time and this looks like something that I can get into and and really like but it is a hefty thing to get into like some, hobbies are more expensive than they should be yeah especially keyboards apparently because <laughs> the some of these were like they they have like the the keyboard PCBs are classified into like percentages so like I think like a hundred percent keyboard would be like your QWERTY layout like your QWERTY layout control keys your F keys your number keys and then a number pad your delete delete home buttons your arrow keys and then there's like a 60% layout which is like it's just the number or it's just the letters enter key number pad or um, not, not even a, no it's just the arrows and a number row no number pad or anything and then there's like oh wow then there's the 30% layouts which are the extra crazy people and it's just the letters there's not a number row there, that's weird there's no I've never seen that there's no number pads it's just the letters enter escape maybe the arrows it's for writers and then like a 40% is all of that, but with a number row. So 40% seems like if you don't want a number pad, then that's probably your best bet. But even those like a PCB for that will be 50 bucks. And then everything else on top of that, you're buying the sets or you're, you're looking at like maybe 60 or so key switches you need to buy, which are about a dollar each. Damn. I mean, I, I couldn't, I mean, I didn't do too much Googling, but that's basically what I found where I was like, someplace selling like gonna be out a few hundo on a keyboard <laughs> yeah like someone selling at cherry mx brown switches and it was like you buy a set of 10 for 10 bucks and so you have to buy several of those just to just to put the keyboard together so i didn't i couldn't find where people were buying those in bulk yeah i was gonna say they have a wholesaler there like. has to there has to be somewhere right but i didn't do too much searching into it but yeah, so how that, many keyboards do you want to build? <laughs> but that's a, that's a that's definitely a hobby where you're going to be spending a lot of money. I mean, and then buying custom custom runs of uh, the actual keycaps, or someone will spend a lot of time designing keycaps, and then they come out of a special machine that forges them, and you you have to. It's basically you have to sign up for like a Kickstarter type thing and buy it in advance and wait a year. And buying all the keys costs you a hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's it's an insane thing, but I, I mean, have too I've many been, other hobbies for me personally <laughs> to dive into this rabbit hole. But but I've, but I've been looking into that you. rabbit hole and it looks like one. I, <laughs> I almost I kind of want to get into it just because I feel like once I learn how to do it, I think I have some ideas of possible future merchandising in custom LGA oh, mechanical cool. keyboards. Well, maybe then maybe I will have to help you. 
And then, uh, anyway, this yeah. got real far from the original yeah. Microsoft <laughs> topic. So yeah, you, sorry, you ruined my segue, unfortunately. That's uh, all right. But uh, Microsoft preparing to bring Xbox Live to iOS, Android, and this coming as a surprise, Switch. Well, I mean, not surprising considering that m- Minecraft and out of the other two, this the Switch is a little bit odd. Yeah, I mean, well, out I of Andro- between Android and iOS, but I don't think so because not too long ago they were saying like, yeah, we have a very good partnership with the like. Like they're they're saying that they have a very good part our uh, working partnership together. I can't then, remember who then said Then why it, is Banjo not in Smash? <laughs> no, I just uh, that's me trolling. But <laughs> it, but anyway, it it's still that definitely did Nintendo uh, Phil Spencer say he would love to see Banjo yeah, in Smash? He directly tweeted that. Yeah, so I don't know what's stopping it at that point. Maybe <laughs> I think Nintendo is. Yeah, probably they're they're like, well, it's not. Yeah supposedly Minecraft Steve's going to be in Smash. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. That's out of the rumor which seems so to be true his, so his far. his special move just punching trees? Uh, well, the the interesting thing is the uh, the Smash uh, DLC characters will come with stages, so I think a Minecraft stage would actually be really cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it'll have like blocks that turn into lava and stuff. Would yeah, be I cool. can imagine that, like trees growing... Um, creepers popping up and exploding <laughs> yeah it it seems cool on the surface but uh i mean that kind of an aside from that but uh the minecraft in on the switch you do log into that through xbox live so yep. that already kind of existed and same with fortnite was yeah. through xbox live yeah so i think that this just basically opens it up wider to the switch and probably making it easier to push out updates maybe and me, I see this as a Trojan horse, personally, from Microsoft to Nintendo. And I say that because this might be an easier way for them to segue and potentially in the future, and depending on how they build it out from here, maybe using cloud or whatever the hell, but getting Game Pass on Switch. I'd be all for that. It would be cool, but I don't Especially I don't know if, if they, Nintendo would do it, but if Nintendo gets a portion of the proceeds for yeah. people on their platform backing Game Pass, I wouldn't see why not. Yeah. And especially if they get to a point where they're using the Azure cloud to actually host the game where it's not even being played on the Switch. You're yeah. just streaming it through Game Pass. And that's I think that's all Microsoft is targeting. I think that's yeah. their future. Because then that, that just immediately puts their entire Game Pass library into a portable setting. Which, I mean, in a couple portable settings. Yeah. Because obviously already being on, like now being on iOS, well, once again, the live being on iOS and on Android and Switch. But like I said, I think I see this as a little bit of a Trojan horse myself. And that being said, I mean, there is like the Xbox beta, Xbox One beta app that I've been using and it's connects to your xbox really well i I often find myself using it in lieu of a controller or a remote to navigate the xbox itself yeah and i haven't done that myself but i'm not on xbox a lot but (laughs) it seems like tides are turning and there might be kind of a they're setting themselves up to be like the big player next generation it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the playstation stuff and speaking of PlayStation, we didn't, unfortunately didn't. There was some breaking news that we didn't get a report on last week. Well, it happened the day right. It happened exactly a day after we recorded. Like the next morning, it, I saw it 
And I was so mad that it didn't happen the day before. I know, because we, well, and we had like a little bit of some tricklings, but now it seems yeah. like that might carry water. And I said it wouldn't uh, last time, but yeah, the supposedly PS5, well, they, Sony has, uh, they filed got a patent. pat- patents for backwards compatibility for PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4. Yeah. Uh, and it sounded like reading through some of the patent type stuff, it seemed like it was through uh, FPGA type stuff. Yeah, where like, it's actually the, like the hardware emulation. Yeah, which is the best type of emulation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, which I shouldn't worry about this because, I mean, I'm not making it, but writing cores for something like the cell processor sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah, because the cell processor spun up it's it's cores and it's cores referring to the actual like bits of processors in that uh it it spun up them based on how much it needed yeah so i don't know if you're writing a core for fpga if you would have to uh write that based on how many would cycle up if those would have to be individual cores written or if that somehow would how you would even simulate that of the cell processor i mean the cell processor (laughs) and the ee chip of the ps2 sound like absolute nightmares to code for but well they're all handling that (laughs) the playstation 5 will be so powerful that you only need to use one core of the playstation 5 to emulate the (laughs) the cell processor (laughs) i (laughs) I mean that just they're gonna use the rtx 2080 (laughs) from a soul tech perspective this sounds like an absolute nightmare to like do but but they filed a patent so we'll see where they go with that and and last week we talked about how sony is probably making a handheld device that and in the rumor it was going to be backwards compatible for ps1 ps2 and ps3 yeah and would remote play ps5 games yeah and that's kind of a segue i was trying (laughs) i kind of was almost getting to before i got distracted by keyboards (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that uh, all that sounds great, and I think uh, at least in in my words, is uh, the the next generation of consoles is going to be a backwards compatible arm race or accessibility arm race. I feel like like Microsoft. I set the stage for this in a weird way by making the xbox like as the joke always was the xbox like 180 and obviously going back on a lot of their policies and obviously there was issues with them allowing shared content and you to like they were going to be disclisk and all that and then now it's like xbox is paving the way of backwards compatibility for the future by they yeah and i still don't know i don't know how on their end they're doing that because the 360 stuff and Xbox One stuff is yeah. run so weird on there. And like, I don't know how they're emulating PowerPC on their hardware, but they're <laughs> doing it. Yeah, because so. it like launches an Xbox 360 within your Xbox whenever you do that. Whoever figured that out must be getting paid a lot of money there because that yeah. sounds like a coding I mean, nightmare. Even buying a 360 game off of the site is weird. Well, and that's how it or the, how it store. works is because uh, you could you can put in a xbox disc yeah and play it and it downloads a digital copy yeah and then it uses the code as like a cd key yeah like your your disc yeah. is the cd key so yeah now they're they're doing the the backwards backwards compatibility with the regular xbox stuff too so seeing the difference between that to sony's end if sony's doing an fpga which it sounds like is you could just pop a disc in and play straight from the freaking disc yeah that's, it wouldn't have yeah. to necessarily download it. And uh, which makes you wonder, though, on that front, 
how much of that stuff will they even build a digital library from that and how much of your stuff from ps4 will carry over to ps5 because i know and I, i only bring this up because of how xbox has it with older games because especially 360 games dlc seems like a nightmare on paper how you yeah. would like have what people bought so most of the games that have been coming to that backwards compatible program just have all their dlc built in like you just get all that yeah which makes sense but would sony do that like i don't know yeah, that's yeah especially if they're just you're launching it from the game and or from the disc and not actually downloading anything yeah so there's some complications on that front because even then if you're launching it from the disc and what if you owned i don't know it like would my digital library if my digital library carries over from PS4, what about my digital library from PS3? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean a lot of questions lot that of I'm challenges. sure will get answered. I just in am curious to see how they do that. And I mean, obviously they have their PS Now service, which is a streaming service. So yeah. obviously some of that backwards compatibility already exists through that front, but it's May. just interesting to see that they're potentially bringing real backwards compatibility, like real yeah. Put your disc in, your old ass disc in. And I, I fortunately still have my entire PS3 library. I didn't sell a single game. Yeah. I mean, same, I, same I'm here. Psych- I'm psychotic a well, little bit, but I just, I, I don't, I've never been the one that says, okay, I played a game. I'm going to get rid of it. Like, just like, this is something I bought. And I feel like, I feel like I devalue my experience by getting rid of the thing that I use. The, I don't know. The one or two bucks you would get for it from some retailer, not going to name names here, but uh, <laughs> is not worth that. No. Considering my memories with it or that I could probably get more selling it myself or whatever. Yeah. I, I, or just sit on it long enough until someone wants to buy it off of you for way more than it's worth. I'll keep it till it disintegrates. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I guess just once again, reiterating that, uh, the stage is set for a backwards compatibility war. It sounds like that's going to be a big console war. Yeah. (laughs) I I think next gen will be more severe than this one. This one felt really one-sided due to bad marketing and Nintendo is always just over there like doing its own thing, like (laughs) jumping jumping in puddles. Yeah. Jumping in puddles, making a lot of money off of Pokemon Go. <laughs> Just they're always doing their own weird thing. They, yeah, I think they're the only company that can survive off gimmicks alone. And not not to say the Switch is gimmicky. I think the Switch is probably their first real console in quite some time. It's just that it it's so unique in its presentation that none of the other like companies can really match them and that being said nintendo has stronger ips than either of the two companies combined yeah i don't know if you would refute that in any way it's just like nintendo has so many ips they're just reaching a bucket they got (laughs) so many that they could just yeah they don't need anybody else really they have infinite long dormant ips such a fan base that allows them to just keep making their own things that seemed pointed in some way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is something that I touched on, I think, the other week. Uh, Fortnite's account merging system. They're finally, that's finally, li- finally live. So you can, if you have more than one Fortnite account on different consoles, you can merge them together. And I guess their process is a little complex. So this, here's a little kind of guide from GameSpot here. So basically you have to go to Epic's website 
to do this. Uh, so first you will designate an account as primary and another as secondary. Uh, one, one of the accounts must also have been used on PS4 and the other Xbox One or Nintendo Switch before September 28th, 2018. So you would have had to have used an account. So it, I guess if you signed up with another account after those days, you can't merge them. Seems kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That all sounds complicated. I don't. Yeah. So once you've designated a primary and secondary account to merge together, your secondary account will be disabled and all of the cosmetics and V bucks it contained will be held for two weeks before finally being transferred over to your primary account. I fortunately have never made an account yet. <laughs> I'm behind the times. I'm, I've only had one on the Xbox, so I think I'm good there. But that kind of brings me to Rocket League. When are we going to get that for Rocket League? I'm sure soon. Because like I said, I have I have Rocket League on the PlayStation 4. I have Rocket League on the PC. I have Rocket League <laughs> on the Xbox One. I don't have a Switch, so I don't have Rocket League on the Switch. I'm, but I want to merge all of those into my Xbox because that's what I use now. So I'm also curious if that will come to smite. I know they kind of like leaned it a little bit, but... yeah. I I started playing Smite way back when it was in beta on PC. So I, I there's stuff on the PC that I still have somewhere floating out there. <laughs> and you know, I don't there, that might have already even happened in Rocket League, but I just haven't checked yet. <laughs> so so I could just be talking out of my ass hoping for a feature that is already out there, but I just haven't done it yet. So last week we mentioned that uh, there's been a lot of talk around these Shaggy memes and uh, not really (laughs) bringing back Shaggy memes, but uh, it is officially Shaggy will not be in Mortal Kombat 11. So you can stop asking. Despite that sweet artwork that came out on Twitter. Well, there was cool artwork. And then on top of the cool artwork, they rigged up a Shaggy model in. I don't know if you saw. Oh, I didn't see that. They rigged up a whole Shaggy model to fight in the game. (laughs) It's why that's how far they went with this job wow. but yeah it, it's it was just i mean boone having fun yeah but yeah they it's officially not happening which is fine i i mean i think warner brothers dictates a lot of that and i think yeah. shaggy would unfortunately uh it won't be a hot thing come injustice but if this was an injustice time it would probably for sure happen yeah and also like as much as i love that thing it's kind of already dead yeah but and on that uh it came came in as or it left as fast as it came in (laughs) yeah pretty much but uh cabal and devora are being added to mortal kombat 11 that's been they finally showed that so yep just two other characters confirmed i'm glad cabal's back myself uh I was never a huge Devora fan, but I know a lot of people really like Devora from the last game. So good to have that bug insect lady back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, on the other Xbox, we had other Xbox news here that we kind of missed. A lot of Xbox stuff. Yeah. Um. So in Game Pass in February, we are getting some new games. So new stuff you can access in February this month. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, The Walking Dead Season 1, and Batman Return to Arkham. Um, Obviously, Crackdown 3 is going to be one of those. We already talked about that. It's going to be a big thing. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, don't miss Crackdown 3. Um, That's going to be a good one. (laughs) Just to bounce off this real quick, uh, since you said Walking Dead's going to be on there, Season 1, right? Yes. 
uh walking dead the final season episode four is uh launching in on march 26th was announced so oh boy just wanted to really quickly spotlight that uh but yeah anyway was there anything else to game pass or did we cover you said tomb raider yep tomb raider uh it's kind of a slow rollout that's what it that's what it looks like and uh new red controller there is a lot of capcom news uh because they had their sales data report uh, so the, this is a lot of Capcom stuff. Uh, so I'll, I'll just start with the thing that's not directly tied to sales, uh, which is about Devil May Cry. They talked to Devil May Cry producer on the possibility of Dante and Smash Bros. Yeah. And uh, it, he, he had a really small take on this. And I, I agree with his statement, which is what, how I feel about Persona. As once again, those rumors keep getting ramped up that Persona 5 is getting ported to Switch, which I 100% do not doubt. <laughs> I've stated that before, but stating it again. But he said, Ed, this is a direct quote, and this is from uh, Nintendo Everything. But he said, well, you think about it. I'm pretty sure that they, all the characters in Smash at least have some game on the Nintendo platform, right? Well, that's, that's the thing. Devil May Cry has never been on a Nintendo platform. So it seems like the first thing to do would be to get Capcom to put Devil May Cry on a Nintendo platform in some way, shape or form or whatever game that might be. And I full heartedly agree with that statement. (laughs) So... Yeah, that's uh, at least what he had to say about Dante coming to Smash. So I don't think he's coming to Smash, but I I never really did think he was going in there, especially since Dante was in PlayStation All-Stars. And uh, But on that, Capcom is doing real go- great sales data-wise, but they had a lot to say about... I'll just lead with the number one thing on this. The number one selling thing is uh, Monster Hunter World game has shipped 11 million copies worldwide. Woo! I know it's their best-selling game ever. That's it's Capcom's absolute best-selling game ever. But it sounds like uh, the Mega Man games are doing pretty good. Uh, that Mega Man 11 in particular is doing well. It has... Uh, let me pull it up here. It it has sold 870,000 copies. Wow. Uh, which is quite a bit. I mean, it's not in that million. It's not 11 million like Monster Hunter, but... <laughs> That's good for a Mega Man game. Uh, yeah. I, I think that will break a million, and that's good. And then Mega Man X Legacy Collection has sold uh, 920 million. I mean, 920,000 yeah, million. But yeah, 920,000 units. So sounds like they're very pleased with the success of those, which is good because uh, a lot of that, they, they've said directly that the Mega Man 11 sales slash the Mega Man X Collection sales will directly uh lead to a potential like new Mega Man X. So sounds like since those numbers are good, we're probably gonna get a new Mega Man X. Um and otherwise in the financial reports they have said the Onimusha remaster is doing well. So nice. they they didn't specify numbers, but they said well. So <laughs> we don't want to report numbers quite yet, but it's doing good. Yeah, which is I as I thought, uh, well, I think on this thing is that uh, this is just a testing ground to see yeah. how many people like Onimusha to maybe do a like a reboot or maybe just making a new, a new Onimusha game, like just gauging that. Cause, which makes sense to me because I think if they did do a new Onimusha, they have the perfect engine to do it in, and that's that new Resident Evil engine. 
So in doing that, it would be kind of like the days of old and how they built Devil May Cry, which they're doing with the new Devil May Cry, as well as like theoretically an Onimusha game in the Resident Evil engine would be cool. But the amount of resources you'd have to dump in that, you'd have to be sure people were on board for that. Yeah. That that engine has some of the best graphics I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, Zali had for the Capcom stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot of small things, really. Yeah. Uh, it's the compilation. Yeah, just... Just wanted to, I had to kind of bundle all that together because it was quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, so we had a <laughs> this kind of dumb thing. So a Team Fortress 2 YouTuber returns three years after faking a terminal illness. It's so weird. This, like, why yeah. Why did, does it say why you faked it or does uh, anybody know? Well, I'll, I'll skip through this article real quick. So it comes in from Kotaku here. Um, so is YouTuber known as Sketchek has returned from the platform after a three-year hiatus with a new video which he admits to have lied about being terminally ill. In a now-deleted video originally uploaded to YouTube in November 2015, Skechek told his fans that in the Team Fortress 2 community that he was suffering from a disease ex- affecting his nervous system and that he didn't have long to live. He's, uh, quote here, I'm very ill, my health is gradu- gradually deteriorating, and the clock is ticking, so to speak. He said at the time, now in his first YouTube appearance since, as first reported by PC Games N, Skechek admitted that he was lying. And his quote here says, I thought it would be fun to convince a lot of people that care about me that I would fucking die, he said. Wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like total narcissism. I've been feeling really bad about it lately. I can no longer bear the weight of my sins, which is why I've decided to come out with the truth and apologize for lying. Like, that just sounds like more narcissism to me. Yeah, this, I mean... Like, oh, yeah, I got all these people to think I'm dying. Now I'm going to come back and get more attention. No, this guy needs to just fall off the face of the earth. (laughs) And so some of the comments here. Holy shit, dude, I'm glad you're okay, begins a top comment. And then uh, (laughs) followed by a post-publication idiot. Well, damn, that's a shame. Incredibly disappointed. Like disappointed that you didn't die or I just can't believe that like holy like and people are like he's like yeah I kind of want I missed the game and I want to start making videos on the game again and you should have thought about that before you like faked your death he's fucking he's a dumbass is basically what this is like and apparently like some people are like yo we'll give him a second chance and watch his videos it's like I don't I wouldn't know just let let the guy just go into obscurity. Plenty of other he doesn't, options out there. This person does not deserve your views, I don't think. So I don't know if we mentioned it. Uh, I on on top of Capcom stuff, I had a lot of Disney stuff and mostly a Kingdom Hearts stuff. So oh boy, King, Kingdom Hearts is selling very well. Too well. Uh, a little <laughs> better than I think it should be, but it has shipped uh five million units worldwide already it's a lot of units it's a lot i, I mean it, i'm not i'm not gonna i i think it's an all right game i think it's pretty decent it just is i think it's outperforming what it should be but it's fan service and like it yeah people are hyped i i do yeah. think unfortunately i think this I think game has lot- done the best out of any game that was way overhyped ever oh yeah and i, I mean, mean it's like usually a game that's like this long in the making and people won't stop talking about it once it finally releases it's like well this sucks it's it's the best selling kingdom hearts game yeah And you know what I attribute a lot of this to is that I think a lot of people don't know there were other Kingdom Hearts games. Unfortunately, (laughs) they're going to be real confused walking into this. What's going on? I I was just kind of just reading through some like some people I knew back in high school and talked to about Kingdom Hearts, actually. And I was looking at some of their posts because they're like real excited to get Kingdom Hearts three. Been waiting for this forever. And it's like (laughs) there were other 
games. Like, yeah, but those all sucked. It, well, yeah, but I mean, just they, it, there weren't numbers behind those. So I'm, I'm just like thinking, like, I'm just thinking of what somebody like this is walking into and what they're going to yeah. think walking into it. Like, are they going to like it? Do they just not care? Like, I, I don't know what they care about the story, but the, like one of those guys on Facebook that I read was like, can't wait to jump back in and, and play a game with Sora, Donald and Goofy. And I was like, there, there have been other games though. <laughs> I mean, like, to, if you want to count it, two point nine. Yeah, I mean, two point eight was not long ago. But how how many of them have the same play style, though? I'll, quite a few, but <laughs> it it just is. I mean, even just boiling this all down, that uh, it, like distilling the fact that he pro- these people probably are. I feel being deceived a little bit because yeah. there are there's no way. Uh, that the casual gaming market and the casual gamers that were into Kingdom Hearts and especially that had PS2s, which was a lot of people, yeah, played a lot of the spinoff games, which once again are critical to the story. They don't do a whole lot to explain what happened yeah. in those games. Well, and if so, they- something you're telling me that a, a casual gamer had a PSP, a 3DS, a cell phone game that never came out in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, the, these games were released on so many different platforms. Like, and then even 2.8 was on the PS4 and yeah. I think Xbox One. But it's like, how many platforms did they need to play all these? So I, I'm positive this person hasn't played them. And I, I feel that's a lot of play, players who are buying this game, which yeah. once again, no, no skin off squares back, I guess. But it just is the, the naming convention wise. I think it's a little almost deceptive naming it Kingdom Hearts 3 because they think it's the follow-up to 2 yeah. which it really isn't at this point it's like Kingdom Hearts 6 <laughs> yeah it, it's a little I don't know complicated I, but I kind of like I hope going forward they don't fragment it so much if they decide oh, to, for sure I just hope yeah. they kind of keep yeah if they keep it on a like primary platform yeah or something. like if they if they decide to keep going with it I hope that they do just stick to just not being so convoluted with the different and if they do have like 3ds games or other other platforms that they don't make them story essential well that's what i i always thought that would be the case uh go, dating back to i mean the original kingdom hearts one and two because uh, i thought chain of memories would be non-essential since that was on the game boy advance and it, kinda <laughs> and it was, was yeah. very essential yeah it's i think that's kind of a ridiculous thing to do yeah anymore. and and it it I wouldn't think this was a would be such a big problem if it didn't it didn't jump between so many different like yeah. different platforms but even then like brand loyalty is real so it's yeah. like you expected people to have a a DS cuz uh 365 uh, uh, 358 half days was on the DS so you expected them to have a DS a PSP for Birth by Sleep. Yeah. And then a 3DS for Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. And then like... And the mobile game. And then the mobile phone game, which we didn't get really uh, in a great capacity. I mean, we got it through the uh, the collection that came out later. And, and yeah, the people buying a PlayStation 3 expecting Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out on the PS3. And then, a t- and then 2.8 on the PS4 and yeah. Xbox One and probably PC maybe. But anyway, just all that is like... It's a real mess of how that was all like... And once again, all of that, all of that 
is story critical and they make reference to that and they don't really i don't think during the game itself do they do a great job of explaining that i i know i mentioned before in the last episode that i watched a video because i've played i played kingdom hearts one and then i played two and then i was a bit confused and then i played chain of memories when that was launched on the ps2 like later uh when they did rechain of memories so I, I got that filled in and then i played uh 358 half days i didn't finish that that's kind of when i had my falling out with the franchise so i didn't play anything after that i didn't play yeah. birth by sleep or dream drop distance uh missing out on all that story yeah, so I just, anyway, I watched a YouTube video that just abridged all of that and yeah. explained everything. So I, I was filled in going, and I'm glad I did that going into Kingdom Hearts 3 because I expected them to do like a little video that would kind of catch yeah. you up, and they do not. And if you are planning on playing Kingdom Hearts 3 now and you want to be filled in on that, maybe be careful yeah. because you if you go searching for stuff, you might just yeah. find a whole lot of spoilers now. But like I said, I, I don't know. Like I said, I get trolling on just face, like just looking around Facebook and yeah. just seeing people hype for it and excited and definitely buying it that I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much people actually care about, I guess the story maybe yeah. like, maybe that's not what they're, maybe they're, maybe they're playing it to play with Donald and Goofy and be Sora. I guess they really like Sora for some reason. Yeah. But that aside, Kingdom Hearts 3 is also getting an adorable limited edition Sony Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> um and you can imagine it's actually really expensive uh mm. and it's like a 100 weird... bucks <laughs> 200 bucks 263 bucks jesus yeah you have to order it from sony's japanese website it has wow. kind of some cool headphones i don't know i can't comment to the, quali the quality of those and the walkman is one of sony's flagship portable music players can be is seen in this tweet below which i mean i'm just reading from this article so there is no tweet below uh for people <laughs> listening but uh, it's not a new product by any means the first walkman was released in 1979 and built for cassette players this version the nwa 50 is Sony's digital model of the device. It can hold <laughs> up to 16 gigabytes of data internally. Six. For something the size of a Walkman? Yep. 16 gigabytes. Although the is Walkman... Is it just an empty <laughs> shell? <laughs> what? It may be. Let me just read further. Although the Walkman itself isn't brand spanking new, so it's it's an older thing in general, the Kingdom Hearts 3 design certainly is. It shows Sora, the game's main protagonist, best known for his spiky hair, wearing in <laughs> incredibly... Okay, every anime character ever. <laughs> wearing incredibly wide flood pants and dealing with Donald Duck's constant... Uh, berating him. <laughs> uh, but they, I mean, they look really, this thing looks really cool, but it is That's super ab expensive. Absurdly it's, expensive. It's $263 for this thing. And that's, that's before like, shipping, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Because, well, you'd have to ship it from Japan. So, yeah. yeah it's that's insane. Expensive. But uh, just thought I would mention that here. Uh, that, yeah, just just some quick Kingdom Hearts stuff. But then, <laughs> as I mentioned, this is kind of more Disney stuff. So, uh, every part of Disney is making exclusive content for Disney Plus, which is going to be their streaming service yep. that's coming. So, yep. yeah. Gonna, we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. I'm, I'm, I have a bad feeling it's going to just be like another like Disney Vault V2. 
I don't know because they're making a lot of exclusive content and obviously they got those Fox franchises so I sadly know, but... some of that Fox stuff is going to be leaving Hulu likely yeah well I don't know because I guess they own Hulu yeah I well I but see what I Hulu. <laughs> but what I mean is like I feel like even though it's their platform they're still going to be like okay well this movie is going to be here for a while but it's going back in the vault fuck you if you didn't watch it I guess yeah I hope they don't have that mentality but who knows yeah uh here's one thing i want to just uh touch and go real quick obsidians the outer worlds will be 60 dollars and is getting a physical release i feel like <laughs> i feel like that's it's such a weird thing these days that with how often games are going free to play and how often games are just being purely digital um for distribution but like games that are getting physical releases and actually costing money to buy are almost an outlier anymore and they need that little like yeah. Like this almost like like people expect a free to play game a lot of the times now. So it's like they almost need to clarify like, hey, just so you know, you need to pay money to play this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you want a physical version that's available, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I really had to say about that. <laughs> on a, on a, another more awkward uh, note in news, uh, Bubsy. What about everybody's Bubsy? favorite mascot character? Uh, he's notorious. Uh, Bubsy 3D. Accolade and Choice Provisions announced today that uh, Bubsy Paws on Fire will launch on Switch in April. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, as of the reading of this, uh, which was a few days ago, but there is a Kickstarter campaign for Bubsy's Paws on Fire. Er, so that's that Kickstarter's already up for the... Yeah, it just sounds like it's, it's just a weird thing which is it's ma being made this looks like the first good bubsy ever because it's being made by <laughs> accolade which if nobody's familiar with that name these are the people who made runner the runner series okay. so like bit trip runner and all those good games yeah so uh, th this i'm just gonna quote this whole thing just from nintendo everything i read part of it already but uh so it just says tomorrow a kickstarter campaign for bubsy pause on fire will be going live the spicy extras dlc it could allow for new costumes, impossible levels, mini games, new themes, and a new character. Or we have the trailer promoting the Kickstarter below. And uh, so, funny thing about this, though, which is another reason why this is newsworthy, uh, on top of just Bubsy being just notorious, is when the trailer was first uploaded, they had to take it down because it, when it showed the game, the ESRB rating on the case was rated M. And huh. I really wanted that rated M Bubsy game, so they had to change it to the E10. Uh, it got taken down and just re-upped later with the E10 on there. But funny little thing. Yeah, so the guy who created Dead Space... Uh, joined 2K and is starting a new studio under 2K and is working on a mysterious new game. No details about this game, but he sounds like he's pretty passionate on making something unique. That's got me real hype because I loved like Dead yeah. Space is as much as I feel it's a cult classic and you hear a lot of clamoring about it. I still feel it's underrated. Yeah. So um, basically this guy's pedigree <laughs> is... Uh, he co-founded Sledgehammer Games, uh, which is responsible for many well-received Call of Duty games, specifically Modern Warfare 3, Advanced Warfare, and World War II in 2017. He led the Visceral team on a very different type of game, a Dead Space. And uh, I don't know what else he's done since then, but he looks like he's 
back at it under 2K. So I, I look forward to see what he comes out with. There is Especially, some speculation that it might be Borderlands 3. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm And I'm not <laughs> kidding. I, I have a different article from yours, I'm sure. But yeah, it says speculation has, has suggested that the game may be Borderlands 3 or whatever the next title in that huh. series may Yeah, this article didn't called. say anything about that. Yeah, and it, another one says it also might be the top secret new Bioshock game. I'd be more for Bioshock. I think we're due for a good Bioshock game. Yeah, so it may be one of like we do know a bite like the team that did Bioshock has been working on something that is speculated to be a new Bioshock title. Well, aren't they working on like a System Shock remake? Maybe nobody, no one knows. <laughs> it there has been a lot of tricklings and like, like I th- game I swear devs I saw have an been. Ar- I swear I saw an art. I saw an article about like uh, System Shock remake screenshots i think there is a system shock remake but i don't think that's their team someone else because i've heard i forget which studio it was but they were like we were working next door to this studio that's been working on something secret and they they essentially the person was like i know what it is and i'm not allowed to talk about it but people better be hyped is kind of what they (laughs) suggested but it almost is like they did some winking and nodding that suggested it was like (laughs) bioshock related and i mean it is that team so it might be it might be see it's it's weird because it's it's definitely not a new it, like it can't be a new system shock because that's in the works by a different like yeah. i have kickstarted the new system shock so basically so, next week we'll have an article saying that it is confirmed no <laughs> i know i'm i don't know i honestly thought uh i thought at e3 or at the game awards they would have dropped whatever this was i thought yeah. we would know because i can't remember how long ago it was that i saw uh or like i can't remember even what game it was but they had just a little thing being like we saw what they were working on and it looked so good <laughs> yeah Let's see. Kind of running short on time here. So I have two more articles I wanted to get to that were kind of bigger ones. So following Machinima making all their videos private after their acquisition by Otter Media, um, they have confirmed that they are closing and there will be a loss of 81 jobs. Um yeah that sucks it's devastating really like yeah after talking about some of this like some of the weird stuff last week and then ending on kind of a higher note on that and then this following up is like ridiculous because they said that yeah we're focused on uh going forward with the machinima company or whatever and now they just they they shut her all down so yeah they shut down operations they yeah 81 employees have been laid off as a result of the closure a select number of machinima employees remain with the company which is now actively providing services to supercharge the combined portfolio of otter media so basically they just fired all almost all of machinima and they just combined everybody else to just take over the, this channel which yeah. is like is this just part of the dark future of like buying buying youtube channels wholesale <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, probably. Not like, just, this is a hostile takeover of an extremely popular yeah. YouTube channel. That's yeah. what this is. I mean, companies been, been big companies have been doing that for a long time. They buy out the competition and disband it. And then they <laughs> keep the few that you think are good enough to keep and let the rest go. Just, this is just sad, such a sad, yeah. weird story. I don't like it. It's not a good thing for anybody involved. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Moving on to a more a lighter story. 10 million players show up for in-game Fortnite concert. 
featuring Marshmallow. It's a lot of players. So I don't know if like it was all in diff- separate instances or, or how this worked because the videos I saw didn't look like there's uh, that many people there. <laughs> but I'm sure it was definitely had to be segmented some way. Yeah, I mean to handle I guess a load like that. Yeah, but, but I don't I don't exactly know how it worked. I don't know if it was just like you had to log on to Fortnite at this specific time to watch it, or if it was well, like. I- I wasn't even there, so I have no idea. Yeah, so like it would like you would have to. I I, I almost wonder if it was like almost like a replay type thing. Like you just log in during these sets of hours and you get to watch the concert or how that worked. But um, apparently it was pretty good. I saw some video clips and the visuals were pretty interesting to see. And it, I mean, everybody involved looked like they're having a good time. <laughs> they did some weird stuff for like basically the marshmallows like, all right, we're going to I want you to fly now. And then like everybody that was watching the concert in the game, just their their players just started flying in the air for yeah That's so weird <laughs> it was just it, it it was funny because afterwards he was tweeting about how like hey everybody who watched this concert be be proud you get to see the world's first like virtual all virtual concerts like well no that's not true yeah not right on that front but i mean <laughs> i think this is easily probably the biggest well yeah the biggest yeah for sure but i mean there 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 have been concerts in second life yeah there i mean there have been several other platforms. i feel like radiohead did a concert in for for not for in second life they are now you should put that in future headlines <laughs> future headlines uh radiohead does a concert in Fortnite. Uh, no. um, um, yeah. Radiohead does a concert in Apex. <laughs> Apex concerts, the real deal. Yeah. You want to do a real concert, you got to do it in PUBG. That's when everything crashes, is when they bring uh, concerts to Apex. That's where the turning point of EA just ruining that yeah. company. I'm surprised they didn't get Drake to do a concert. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Drake and Drake featuring Ninja. Oh my God. No, please. <laughs> Did you see that Super Bowl commercial? No. I avoided the Super Bowl. There's um there was a commercial that was like the Super Bowl like 100 seasons or whatever they did a commercial for that and the commercial basically was just a like one of the football players tried to reach for like they're they're like at this awards thing and there's just a gigantic cake in the middle of the room and this football player is just like eyeing the cake and he reaches over and tries to grab a piece of the cake and just with his hands and like kind of slips and causes the football topper on top of the cake to fall and everybody like sees that and someone just goes fumble and like everybody just bolts for the football and then it just devolves into like people throwing the football and tackling each other but at the very beginning of this concert ninja was in it as a waiter but why yeah why why <laughs> why indeed i don't know he had no like there <laughs> um they we need like, to get kids involved in sports so we put him here <laughs> so they just they they right at the very beginning of the commercial you just see like a guy sitting at the table and you see ninja bend over and stick like a set of glass down or a plate down or something and then he leaves and that's that's it it's like why was was he just an easter egg he had a, him and his, <laughs> his stupid pink hair i don't was it just for all the like peep, the kids maybe being forced to watch football to be like that's ninja it like what, to, that's nin-. it had to have been because then the parents being like hush now and then at the end of the commercial <laughs> like a girl gets the ball like a young girl and you're like am I supposed to know who she is is she another influencer probably and it turns out it was actually like she's some 
like 14 year old act like football player i i mean you, you said this and i just pictured like a little tiny skinny 14 year old getting tackled by like one of these linebackers or something yeah no <laughs> like she, just crushed <laughs> by like an nfl star well, i mean there, there was a lot of that in the commercial that part those parts of the commercial was pretty good just a lot of people just getting smashed into tables it was oh it was a good commercial other than Ninja being there, he ruined it for me. Just if you cut off the first like second of the commercial, it's per- it's a perfect commercial because it doesn't have Ninja in it. It's Super Bowl Every- rewind Every- and he turns and looks at the camera. Oh, my God. Where's Will Smith? <laughs> I yeah i mean every commercial without ninja is a perfect commercial i think i mean not really but <laughs> you you have low standards man. <laughs> the perfect world Just... is a world without ninja <laughs> that's harsh i shouldn't say that yeah that's uh i might be pushing a line that's someone's gonna come back to this episode 10 years ago and say that i said that i said ninja shouldn't exist well because that's the new word for people in the future they're gonna delete me from existence because we'll be in the future they'll be able to just delete people people will say what up my ninja (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna say i was already yeah but i don't know i don't know did you have any other thing to wrap up with because we're kind of long in the tooth tonight um i don't know if you mentioned uh I don't think you did, but there there's two new NES games coming to Switch on the that little NES front. Oh, that's on right. there, and that is uh, Super Mario Brothers two. Oh yeah, and uh, what Kirby's Adventure? I believe you are right. And I mean, both those are good games. Some would say the best games, but they are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, and with that, we're gonna call it for this episode. We will see you here next week. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. In this post-show wrap-up, I'm going to once again remind you to check out our friends at the Xenity Podcast, Missing Roleplayer Found, and Realms and Nerds. Also, find us on our website, litgamingarena.com. Join our Discord at chat.litgamingarena.com. And follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those are litgamingarena. And just another reminder, please review the show and give us some feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong. Are there segments you don't want? Are there segments you want to have? Is there something we aren't covering that you would like to see more of? Uh, I'm very receptive to new ideas I because right now I'm just shouting into the void and hoping that people listen. And I see people are downloading the podcast, so we do have listeners, and that's awesome. I'm so thankful for everybody that downloads and listens to the podcast. And that's all I had for you today, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday and then again on Sunday. Did you see that commercial? Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. I was just like, wait a minute, is that the mountain? And then, yeah, that's the mountain. <laughs> Holy shit. And then he just kills him. Yeah, it was like, well, and then the dragons. It was like the, the most surprising commercial I think I've ever seen. And I was like, is this a Budweiser commercial or is this a Game of Thrones commercial? <laughs>